and welcome to episode 114 of the Random Tunnel Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Angel. And I'm Elvis. Welcome back, Elvis. Our third chair is with us again today. Yep. Yep. And nowhere else to go. <laughs> the Random Tunnel Podcast. Second fiddle for Elvis' social life. <laughs> On this episode of the show, we're going to be talking about uh, Fast Racing Neo, which is where our Kyle Gago Fast comes from. Um, I keep hearing Gaga Fast. It's I. It's Gata. That's what it's gotta G O T T A gotta go fast. But I could I could hear yeah where that I could hear how he would think that I sometimes talk quickly as well, which fits the title. Also fitting of the title is twenty fifteen is coming to an end, and boy did that year go by fast, didn't it? See see who I did there. Turned to the character. I sure did. So the point is, this episode we're talking about fast racing Neo. We're sharing our game of the year impressions, but before all that, or not impression, our game of the year picks. But before all that, uh, there is actually some news that happened both going into the holidays and during the holidays. So for this slightly delayed episode of the podcast, a couple days later than usual, we will be talking about that news. The Smash Bros. final video presentation, some Pokemon hardware news that kind of was unexpected, some Amiibo rumors. And uh, if you're listening, be sure to stay tuned to the... Well, if you're listening, you know you're listening, so I don't have to say that. But be sure to stay tuned to the very end of the episode. Because we have two exciting little giveaway surprises to talk about. And yes, they involve free things. So you want to know about those, you're going to stay tuned. Giveaways are usually free, aren't they? Yes. That is true. It is a bit redundant. (laughs) Well, we're giving away something if you pay us. No, it's uh, (laughs) it's called selling an item. No, it's um, we're giving away some cool stuff thanks to some donors, uh, some listeners who are donors. So we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Use timestamps for stuff you want to talk about. It is cool. Legitimately. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, we might as well start with news. So, uh, the Final Smash presentation happened, and... You know what's kind of crazy? Presentation of all the Final Smashes. What? Oh, well, let me rephrase. The final Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS video presentation occurred, and first off, do you realize this hype cycle of this Smash Bros. has been going for like two and a half years? From when they first announced this game, to when they released the game, to when they did the DLC, we have been in a perpetual, like, hype machine of, of, um, Smash Bros. Yeah, it's, it's kind of bittersweet that it's coming to an end. Yeah, but it's, it's, it had a good run. I mean, it, it, had, it has been two and a half years. That is very true. It had to stop at some point. We can't expect them to be pumping these out forever. True. I'm kind of happy that it's that it was officially uh, it's officially over. A lot of people were speculating like, oh, it's a final smash, final whatever I'm gonna call it that. Yeah. Final smash video presentation. So that means they'll still sprinkle in some info in random Nintendo Directs. This is just the old last dedicated I one. said that on this show. Is that a possibility? And now I mean, we know I it's mean, not. It, I mean, we it, it was, but now, yeah. We yeah. now know it's not. He stated it, he stated it there, like, this is the final character review. Yeah. This is the final one. And so, he stated it over the course. Go ahead. No, which just means it's the end of the Smash Amiibo line. End of an era. Well, that's, no, that's all I cared about. The, the Amiibo line is over. Oh, that's true. That's true. But that I, means I only have to worry about five now. Lucas, Ryu, Roy, Bayonetta, and Corrin. Yeah. And Cloud. Oh, six. six. Wow. Yeah, that's so over the, yeah, over the course of... Like over 80 bucks. Yeah. This was six. Yeah. Amiibo are not a cheap collectible. No cheap hobby. No, they are not. But uh, what I find kind of shit is, so he, not all those characters you just mentioned is what we're going to be discussing. Over the course of 30 minutes, that, I don't know, it, to me this video almost felt like an instruction manual. It was like a mix of like a Nintendo Direct and like literally a visual instruction manual for how to yeah. play each character. Which was cool and also kind of odd. But yeah, Masuri Sakurai, the series head for the last time announced all this stuff. So the one that happened immediately was Cloud. So Cloud was previously announced, as we all know, we talked about on the show before, and then became available right after the Direct. Sorry, the final Smash Rio presentation. And he came with his stage, Midgar, for Final Fantasy VII. Um, 
Cloud's actually kind of fun. Like, we, we, we've all tried him, right? And he's yeah. actually really fun. He's different. I like it. Like, hey, he's, he's cool. He's, you know, he's, he's, he doesn't feel like a cookie <laughs> cut, like a copy paste no. like Thor's and like the other ones, which is cool. Yeah, I think the most interesting part of him is like that whole limit break system he has because it's kind of reminds me, it's kind of has shades of the KO thing that Luomac does, but it's yeah, also it's, different it's, enough. It's like a nice fusion of that and the Warrior's Fart. Yeah, yeah. But, but even then, it's not entirely because, like, what's interesting about like a better version of both. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it is. It's like yeah. a hybrid, but with an extra layer because it basically, for those who haven't tried Cloud, how it works in a nutshell is there's a down B move that shows you his gauge as you fill it up instead of how Lomac has the KO at all times, and then that gauge fills up every time you take damage, every time you throw or hit anything, and when you hit your it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and when or you charge it. Yeah, and when, or when you charge it by holding Pretty down much B. You, it'll be charging no matter what. Pretty much. You can only and speed you can it up. accelerate the charging yeah. with down B. And then when he has the limit break, what happens is his next move at that point... His next special move. His next, his next special move. move, yes, his next B move, uh, will be an enhanced, souped-up version. So his side blade throw will be more powerful, his up will be better, his down becomes a different move entirely. Yeah, it becomes just a pirouette. It. Yeah, so like it's cool because it's Lil Max KO, but on steroids and that. No matter what you do, it changes the what you do. Yeah. But with the caveat of if you need to recover, if you need, if you were already planning a move, you might not get the mo- the powerful move you want. That's just that's the next one in line, so you're stuck. So you kind of have to strategize, get like, oh, I'm about to get limit break. Okay, yeah. I have it now. I need to but use even it. then, like just like the fact that he can charge it at will, like just makes him kind of weird in the sense that he's like one of the few. He was one of the few characters that don't that doesn't really like isn't projectile, but he has a projectile. Mm-hmm. But. He kind of forces you to chase after him no matter what because, like, oh, if you leave him alone, he's going to get that really strong move, so you kind of have to yeah. go after him. Yeah. It just always makes it, like, I don't know, like, we we played on um, maybe, like, two or three, like, really good clouds online, like, Obus and I. Uh-huh. And, like, most of the game was just, like, jumping around, charging it, like, pretty much any little chance they had, like, they charged it. And then when they have it fully charged, then you become scared. It's like, oh, man, like, I don't really want to get near him. It's like him. a cat and mouse thing. But I kind of have to, like, throw him off the stage so that he's forced to, like, use it after his recovery. Yeah. I know he, he, it changes strategy pretty He brings a lot to the table, but... Um, to his uh, favor. Yeah, yeah. To, I was going to say. Like, he, well, I, th- I think the fact that you don't get control over when the limit break move is done. Like, you get control you over when he ra- ramps it up, but once you have it, your next move ha- is going to be more powerful. So that's sometimes... Yeah, but even not using it, like, he gets some, like, passive boost. Like, his his movement becomes faster. He jumps a little higher. Right. Oh, that's true. Oh, his stats are better. That's yeah. true, yeah. So, like, even like just having it and keeping it there just keeps... I mean, yeah, the player, like, the opposing player going, like, oh, man, what should I do? Like, they, yeah. they're, they're, they're just in a worse-off position. It's like a tug, it's almost like a tug-of-war where, like, you yeah. want to get him before he has it, then once he has it. Kind of like you were saying. Yeah, the only, once he has it, they need it, just The only, away. like, downside that I can see is just, like, his regular recovery is, like, terrible. Like, it's, like, worse than, yeah. it's like Ike's, except you can't move forward and you can't grab anything on the way down. Right. So, yeah, it's, he's, like, another little match. He's, like, throw him off the stage, hit him once, and he's dead. Yeah, yeah. But Which I guess has, is his downfall. Yeah, but when he has a limit break, like, that's not really an issue. And the pros good, outweigh the cons, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. and if you're good, like, that's not really going to happen too often. Right, but if you're me, it happens all the time. Yeah. But he's really fun to play. Like, I, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's, just, it's just fun to play as him. Like, honestly, it was just like, because when you do land those limit breaks and you do it exactly how you want with the exact move you want at the exact time you want, it's very satisfying. Like, more so than, like, yeah, they, 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 it's they, very satisfying. Yeah, they have the same, like... He was extremely like, easy to pick up, not like Ryu. Where you still really yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah. Cloud is definitely like I was doing okay with him after a single match, and Ryu, I still <laughs> I can I can kind of handle, but not well. 
I can keep Pro him alive. Pro Ryu because yeah, he, like, yeah, takes he's, way it's too insane. much insane. Like, the fact that they mirrored or mapped all his Street Fire combos onto the character, but that's still in the Smash Bros. Yeah, world is, but like, it, crazy. It, which will only make, like, I don't know, a really good Ryu just look that much cooler just because, like, man, like, that person actually did it. Yeah, they're very good. There is one. I forgot his name, but, no. Props to that guy because apparently he's, like, <laughs> one of the few people that have made it really far in a lot of tournaments. Yeah. And had the Ryu. I will say the one disappointment about Cloud, it's a very small nitpick, That's but the cloud. one disappointment about Cloud, what? That cloud. Cloud? No, I'm fine with it being Cloud. But that, uh, his Final Smash, well, I get it, it's based on something from Final Fantasy VII, is basically any other sword character's Final Smash. Yeah. <laughs> it looks identical. I mean, I mean it, it looks a little different, but it does the same thing. I know, thing. It, it, it's not, it's another one of those things where it's not his fault. Yeah, it's, it's just like, a, well, He's like, not real, like the people that like Final Fantasy appearance they're like, oh, that's like that, that's like <laughs> uh, that's obviously what his Final Smash would have been kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, no, it makes sense. It's just, but I mean, it's just another dude with a big sword whacking a bunch of people at once. Yeah. Like, all right, and then they go go flying. But to counter that, I do think one thing they did that's really cool, and, and Sakurai is great about this with all these characters he announced and all the characters ever in the game is the attention to detail is like crazy. I mean, it's one thing to put Cloud in it. It's another thing to put the Advent Chi- uh, Children Cloud in it. It's another thing to put both versions of his shirt from Advent Children in it. Like, who... This has nothing to do with Nintendo, and he's still doing that same attention to detail. And yet like, they still managed to keep, like, all the colors pretty subdued. Well, that's because that's just Cloud. Yeah, He's always I mean, subdued. What, I think Square what, 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 what probably always, it. probably on their design. No, no, it, it, that seems to be kind of a thing except for Ryu when it comes to third-party yeah. costumes. Actually, yeah. except for Mega Man. I actually, it only refers to Sonic and Pac-Man. Why they don't go too crazy with the costumes, like... It almost seems like every time there's, like, a character, um, Sakurai or the Smash team, like, they try to, like, oh, Lucina, she also has this random character from Fire Emblem, if you recognize the colors, right. or this other character. This, like, they or, try like, to re- here's Lin. Like, yeah. yeah, they try yeah. to represent as many characters as possible. And but, Cloud's just Cloud. Yeah, well, who Cloud's else would he be? That's well, the only thing. I can't well, think of... Well, he's the only character with that sword. No, I mean, like, p- people were, like, did a lot of mock-ups that, that seemed kind of cool. They're like, oh, like, he could have, like, a kind of, like, rose and pink variant that's, like, clearly Ariel. Or, oh, like, a kind of, sense. like, a brownish one that's clearly some guy that I don't know their or name. Or map the Geno color scheme. Just because they... Yeah, just because they, they had a side-by-side thing. I don't know their names because I haven't played right. Final Fantasy. Right. But, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my limited knowledge of Final Fantasy, which is granted rather limited, um, does... <laughs> Make it that is a little redundant. Does make it to me seem like they put even without those extra costumes? Oh no, yeah, oh no. Then like the limit, the whole fact that they build a whole limit break system, like that's the key battle. Apparently, you can't even do that in the actual game. Well, not in that way, but the the concept of limit break is kind of the key thing of FF Seven. And I mean, like charging his limit. I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah, Apparently, he does have limit break. You know, one thing they almost did better than his attention detail is the attention detail of the stage. Yeah, like, that stage cool. is fun. So, Midgar, for those who don't have the DLC, um, it's not just normal stage in that you fight on it, but you actually use little, uh, like, uh, mana balls. Like, like summon... No, it's, it's mana, I think. I well, whatever it is. These little balls that summon <laughs> things float around. Smash they're balls. Like ink, they're like little oil, like, balls when the oil washes up on the beach, and they're like tar balls. Anyway, these little balls of color float around. If you collect them with characters, the stage actually morphs into different things. It'll cut in two... It'll catch fire and tilt. There's electricity shot through the platforms. There's, like, a satellite, like, flare electric beam, laser beam thing that comes from the back. You can actually see where it's going to hit the stage. Like, there's a lot of really cool stuff that, to me, I can't quite put my finger on it, but to me it feels more Smash Bros-y than the majority of the stages in this Smash Bros. I think it's the fact that it's not just a flat platform that's touring around different backgrounds. It's actually a stage that's being interacted with. Yeah, they, they overdid the whole, like, 
look, you're fighting on this little platform with this other little platform next to it. And guess what? Now you're on top of Delfino Plaza. Now you're next to this. Now you're over here. But this actually is like... Wouldn't that be more Smash than that? No, I'm saying that they did that too much in this Smash. But all this sort of like stage manipulation stuff is what all the old Smashes, Melee, Brawl, somewhat, the original, were much bigger on. Mm, Not really. Yeah. They kind of didn't really do that too much to begin with. The only only game I could rethink of that really did that was All-Stars. Like, that was all about just like transforming the stage. No, but I mean, like, Brinstar, back, is that a thing? Brinstar, just make up a thing. The one where the lava goes up and down? Yeah, there's that, there's, um, I mean, there's, or, there's, uh, on it, or, where, like, there's cars and stuff going through. My point is, they're not just stack things, they're not just platforms floating through different backgrounds. They're things where the stage interacts with you. Or things happen on the stage. Mario Kart with all the carts coming through. Mm. F-Zero with the racers coming through. Like, there's all sorts of yeah, stuff. But this, they, in Brawl, it was all just like, here's a platform. Mark Kart stage kind of did both. You move around, and the yeah. cars come through. Yeah, see, that one was good. But, like, a lot but of Brawl, kind of or not Brawl, a lot of the current Smash, to me, the one downfall with its level design, or stage design, is a lot of it's just, like, Animal Crossing villages, where it's just like, here's some platforms, and look what's going on in the background. Isn't that neat? And that's it. I like the ones, for the chaos, at least, for not skilled play, because I'm not good at skilled play, where random elements are interacting with it the stage. It seems to be the ones that happen. people hate the most. Like, no one ever picks Ridley. Even but, people, but that's, even, that's even, among the pro players. No, no, no. no. Even people that pay for fun, they still hate Ridley. Okay, maybe that's a little extreme. A bit. Ridley's an extreme. I think Ridley, the fact that he actually becomes a fighter is a bit, almost in the other Yeah, I also don't really know anyone that likes um, the what? Yellow Devil and, and Mega Man. people who play mm. casually? What? In Mega Man. I said, where did Jose hear that stat? About what? That no one likes Ridley? Yeah. Or no, like, even people that play casually. Um, yeah, I think he's well. Yeah, because he knows people that play. Ca- we know people that play casually, and no one does like that stage, right? But I, I guess they're, I guess they're just trying to find everyone. the balance, or oh, this okay, time they're find people that have asked that play casually don't like Mega Man or yeah, Ridley. yeah. But like I don't, I don't know. I just feel like this stage is closer to what Smash Bros. feels more Smash Bros. to me. Maybe I can't put my finger on quite exactly, yeah, right. but something about the stage I just really like. Even one of the coolest stages. Yeah, the right, right. And I mean, that plus Cloud, it's only five, or sorry, six bucks if you get it on either Wii or 3DS, and then seven bucks on both, which isn't bad at all. I guess you love, well, I mean, the Bayonetta stage. Yeah, yeah, that, see, that one's almost my issue, because the Bayonetta stage, which we'll talk about when we talk about Bayonetta, well, not really talk about now, but uh, the Bayonetta stage is like, it's just a platform falling down and here's some other platforms flowing around it that come and go mm-hmm. everything in the background literally, all the... it's literally just like the Animal Crossing the yes. new one it's like, just going the... vertically instead of horizontally oh no. oh no the Animal Crossing one doesn't move but like the state, the platforms change yeah it's like, like that yeah, yeah like they come the and city go and stage, yeah. yeah yeah but like and it's cool like as someone who has played at least some of Bayonetta I do get most of the things flying back and like I recognize that I get that that's a cool reference there's some solid references there's some obvious references but none of them do anything. They're just, like, static. It's like having a movie screen behind your stage. It's kind of like, all right. It looks cool. It's just, like, doesn't... It's just... Mm. It's no different than Final Destination at that point. It's just the platforms move in different ways. Or I guess Battlefield's a better example than Final Destination. But, no, you're right. But, yeah. Battlefield doesn't move at all. That's true. Yeah. Uh, More like the Star Fox one that... Or every Star Fox See, one. the Star Fox ones are a good example where things come in and out and platforms... And, yeah, platforms are moving and stuff, but they're, like, moving. Wait, from, which Star Fox one? The Lilac system one. Oh, I was thinking of the. Oh, you're one. thinking. Oh, you're thinking of Cranaria. No, the yeah. one, the one that's like a cruise where you're literally doing nothing in this platform. I mean, it just tilts. It, it, yeah. It just kind yeah, of. Yeah, or like on the back of the Great Fox or whatever. Yeah. No, no, well, no. That's a third one, but yeah, that's the old sixty. No, yeah, the the, the yeah. new Star Fox stage was pretty dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Like I like. There we go. I like dynamic stages. That's death, a good way to put it. Dynamic. But but yeah, so that that I guess in a nutshell is Cloud. Unless anyone has any other thoughts on him. No. 
Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, but beyond Cloud, there were two new fires announced in the video. Um, the first of which actually kicked off the presentation, and that was Corrin from the upcoming Final Fantasy... Sorry, wow. Fire Emblem Fates, which, uh, for those who don't know, Corrin is who you play as in Fates. You're either a girl or a boy, which is what you can do in Smash as well. I feel like that entire... This is a marketing scam. Well, yeah, it's for sure marketing, but it's out in Japan already, so it's a bit of marketing, a bit of fan service, because it sold really well in Japan. They have a card game now, a Fire, Fire Emblem training card game in Japan, and art books, and merchandise, and, like, tons of stuff. Yeah. But but my initial reaction was kind of like yours. I was like, really? Another fi- fi- Fire Emblem character? Like, Sucker, I needed convincing. Yeah, yeah, the fact that he had to... He wrote his Famitsu comic. Column, yeah, the fact that he wrote his Famitsu comic, I wasn't even sure about this. Was a little like, well, maybe there's something there. But then he says developers convinced him, and after watching the footage, the developer. after watching the footage though, Corrin looks nothing like most Final Fantasy characters. In terms I mean, it of seems cool. Set. It's just the label. Yeah, okay. it's just like they could have called him something else, and it would have been fine. But uh, so but, yeah, I guess because of his <laughs> magic ability of having dragon blood in his system, he has all these crazy cool moves. Uh, by the way, is that a spoiler for Fates? I feel like everything they showed in that video where it's like, pick your side. We're your brothers. We're your brothers. It's like, wait, do you know your brothers with both? Is that a known thing? Like, there's so, or like, it's Dragon Blood that I can transform. It's, are these all spoilers? I'm just. I think the fact that you don't really make the choice to begin with in the game except when you're like, you're about to pick it up at the store. No, no, you make the choice. The first. How it's designed is either you get the collector's edition and you get both right there on one cartridge, or you buy. One version so from the eShop and download it, and then about I think like two missions into the game or nine, a couple hours into the game, it's like pick your path. Like you don't download at least the way they did in Japan is you really didn't initially. Wait, so, so you're telling me you download like some vanilla version and then you play like a few chapters into the game and then when you make it to that original, that's when it turns into that other version. Because you buy the rest, you download the first. At least in Japan, how they did it, not here. In I mean, Japan, no. the first part, if I remember correctly, was free. So you download the first couple chapters or whatever, and then it's like pick your path, and at that point you say which. See, that kind of makes more sense, but I'm still under the impression that like, I mean, or you're, you're still gonna get standalone copies in the stores. Yeah, so then you pick in advance, yes. Yeah. But I mean, even stuff like the Dragon Blood and whatever, I'm like, is that a spoiler? I feel like I'm learning spoilers. Like, it's weird to open your big Smash Bros. video with potential spoilers for a game you don't even have. But that's just no, one of these people. I guess they're not. Their side. I mean, you have Dragon Blood. That's true. I guess they're not spoilers if Nintendo's throwing them around three months before release. But whatever. Nonetheless. The Dragon Blood leads to some cool moves. He could transform. So, like, his... He could counter, like, every other Fire Emblem character. Except now he's a dragon. Yeah, yeah there's some stuff that's familiar. The fact that he can counter is familiar. The fact that he, the tip of his blade or whatever is the most powerful part, a la Marth, is very familiar. But then there's some other stuff that's, like, kind of more interesting. Like, his, like, weird fang bite thing he does. I think it's his side B or side yeah, A Yeah, he could, like, something. shoot a ball or bite you. Or... Yeah, or, like, his Final Smash is summoning a water spout, which is totally random, but looks nothing like any other Final Smash, so that's kind of nice. Well, it's like a cinematic Final Smash. Yeah, but, I'm, yeah, yeah, but it's still a little different. Or, like, um, he can sprout wings and do, like, a weird, like, tri- almost like a super recovery. Yeah, you can use your back attack to help. Yeah, he can do that. He has, um, I'm trying to remember what else. Oh, yeah, he has that crazy move where you, like, you like can basically the pin the ground or pin a person, and then you can do one of four different directions once you pin them. So you can, like, hold yourself there for a minute. And if it's an enemy, you can flip them up, down, left, right, whatever. So it's it's definitely nothing like another Fire Emblem person. Yeah, I mean, considering the fact that they're Fire Emblem, they, still, they do seem like an interesting character. Yeah, yeah, like, even though he's just another Fire Emblem guy, the fact that it's this unique makes me kind of excited to, like, try. Because, like, I... I I heavily, even after criticizing the fact, oh, another Fire Emblem character, I do pretty heavily use them. Not lately. I've been using T- Toon Link a lot. I'm going to see the Inkling character. That, see, that makes so much more sense to me than this. Yeah, they want multiplayer of the year. 
and shooter of the year from the Game Awards. And apparently, and many Game of the Year. And apparently, they're doing even better in the sales in Japan. Yeah, it sold over a million in Japan and Splatoon, which is a big deal for Wii U game in Japan. <laughs> it's, it's eluding. It's actually all, a big deal. It's for weird that all they get is a me costume. Like that's like. I just, yeah, you know, I I wonder if it's because they didn't want to have to like. I have no idea, actually. It seems like Smash Bros. Of all the, as of all the new characters with potential, like they they seem like they had the potential to have the, the most, most unique, unique. moveset. I feel like Smash Bros., whether intentional or not, and it's true of Bayonetta 2, I feel... Not Bayonetta as well, not the game Bayonetta 2. I feel oh, like... Uh, see, I need it. Uh, I feel <laughs> like uh, Smash Bros., as the DLC has rolled out, has skewed more... And even with the roster for the new one, is skewing more and more towards, like, fantasy, swordsman, fighter-y... Like, fighter characters. Like, not, like, fisticuffs. Like, you know, like, like Ryu, Ryu, even though he's the exception... But if you look at the major, no, 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 no. If you look at the trend, <laughs> the trend as a whole, there's a lot more people with swords in this one than in past Smash Bros. There's a lot more people that are like anime, ch- kind of. There's a lot more like more well, humanoid looking. I saw like a, I saw a chart of people pointing out how many swordsmen there are versus whatever, and there's still less swordsmen than anything. Really? Yeah. But all the like newer ones What's are the most. Um, I think just regular fighting, like fists or whatever. But even, okay, even if you take out the swordsman thing. It's still or going. Was it the other? Because it was. It's still going category. more. If, I feel like it's still going more like human. <laughs> like there's not as many. Like you don't see an inkling because it's this weird squid thing. You don't see. I think that's like one you, don't think chi- you don't see Chibi Robo as badly as I want him in there because well really because probably no one voted for him but you should have all of you should have but uh, you don't see that because it's something totally different but it's like oh we can make another humanoid looking thing that maybe can sprout rings sure right now oh yeah we could put a bayonetta in there she's just another. Yeah, if you look at the DLC, like, like, back to back, like, we've like, also that there are some returning characters, like, Lucas and Mewtwo look like the most interesting ones, everyone else is kind of boring. And those are repeat characters, those aren't even new ones. Yeah, like, like, just looking at, like, 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 without any biases, like, look at that lineup of DLC characters, like, oh, these two look cool, it's like a little kid and a weird alien, and the rest are just... Yeah, it's weird, because, like, Smash Bros. used to be about, like, the most, it wasn't about it, it's just Nintendo's lineup made it possible that they had the most absurd characters, the craziest things, like, oh, you're gonna have a pink marshmallow looking dude and hail people sure why not yeah. you're gonna have like Pikachu fighting yeah animals. you're gonna have like a, a Pikachu and like a Jigglypuff and like all these weird things yeah, and now it's just man, like, like as weird as like as normal as you look yeah. at least he was like small and then they have like Duck Hunt Dog which like kind of yeah, stays true yeah. to that but then all the DLCs like these more human things Bowser Jr. was like really out there yeah and not to not to belittle any of these efforts by the development team because it's super cool they support these oh, yeah. it's super cool they're putting these characters in that people want it's just weird how Smash went from being this totally off the wall thing to like a fighter that at first glance to someone that doesn't know Smash Bros if they look at just recent characters it's like oh it looks like a like a how's this different from Tekken or Soul Calibur or something like that like it's all kind of human-y people I don't mm. know it, it's just something I noticed it's just a weird trend I don't think it necessarily hurts it or helps it it's just a thing but that does bring us to Bayonetta. Oh, real quick, for those who want Corrin and somehow don't know this, comes in February alongside Fates, which definitely isn't a coincidence, as you pointed out, Elvis. Mm-hmm. It's totally a marketing move. Um, and it'll cost four ninety nine for him on either version of Smash or five ninety nine for him on both. Corrin doesn't get a stage. He does not get a stage, but he gets some new music and some new trophies, so I guess that's still worth your money. Actually, he seems like a fun character. But. Yeah, but that brings us to Bayonetta. The final fighter announced in the video presentation and the final fighter to ever grace Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS will be Bayonetta. 
Yeah. So. I mean, I do think the character that I had... He's coming out before recording? That's kind of relevant. Uh, I mean, no, no, uh, sometime in February as well, but it's the final, like, it's officially the final fighter, is how they're marking, billing her, so... Well, we'll see who the final fighter is. I'm pretty sure she'll come out after because Corrin has to match up with Faith's release date and Bayonetta. They can do literally the last day of February, February, February or even push to March. Yeah, it could be the same day, in which case she still wins out because she was the last to be announced. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but according to Nintendo, the reason Bayonetta was picked is she was the overall winner of the character ballot, which again, I know I just said it, but Chibi Robo really should have won. Like, really. Like, big mistake, Nintendo. But I'll accept Bayonetta. But uh, yeah, so apparently. I don't know who would be blamed. Well, apparently 1.8 I mean, million I mean, who ballots. who are they negotiating with for Chibi Robo? The Skip, which they own <laughs> or work with very closely. But yeah, 1.8 million ballots were cast. 1.8 million suggestions were made. And I swear, if 1.7 of those were not Chibi Robo, there's something wrong with the world and we might as well just blow it up now. Well, I didn't vote, so... You didn't? Nope. Dude, you sure can't... Chibi Robo, you could have been the deciding factor. I really Ooh. doubt it. Hey, hey, you never know who... If everyone says I really doubt it and no one votes, then nothing's accomplished. This, Go vote in 2016, <laughs> folks. <laughs> in this circumstance, I could confidently say it wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But, um, yeah, so 1.8 million people voted, and apparently Bayonetta was the winner, but Nintendo did massage those numbers a bit, which I, I'm being a little cynical, but <laughs> I do find those it... Numbers. No, they, that's the expression. Uh, I know, there's a new one I learned. Oh, yeah, you're, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I'm being a bit cynical, and I understand why they massaged it, but still... Okay, so legitimately, she's number one in Europe. Fine, that's cool. She's top five in North America. Fine, that's cool. Then, out of nowhere, she becomes the number one choice because, according to Sakurai, they had to whittle it down to things that are deemed realizable and negotiable. Negotiable, I get. There's rights. You can't have Goku in there as much as those DBZ people wanted Goku in there. (laughs) It's never going to happen. He's not. It's just never going to happen. You're not going to have Naruto. But realizable is just code for Sakura saying, and developer saying, should we put him in? Nah, yeah, meh. Like, yeah. it's totally, realizable is just what they want to do. Which is fine. The fact that Bayonetta is a big character is awesome. She is just a really cool so game series. Silhouette guy. What? So guy. That would have been good. But uh, I just find it funny that they were like, oh, she's number one. So one the didn't matter. Thank you, Linkin Park. Uh, <laughs> it, but, yeah, it, um, what was I say? I just find it that they're like, oh, it's the number one choice. Once we take at, put in all these filters, we're not going to really tell you what they are. But once you filter it down to what we want it to be, it will be this thing we said it will be. But it, it's still really cool. So I it think. didn't matter. It, I mean, no, it did. It did. I think if she didn't get anywhere near the top five, she would not have been chosen. But, like, the fact that they're calling her number one is a bit of a white lie, I feel like. But not, not the essence there. It's just funny. Something we'll never know. I know. Well, we do know she wasn't really number one. They said it. But, but yeah. Either way, nonetheless, Bayonetta looks really, really cool. Yeah. Like, she looks very distinct, very unique. I really, much like Cloud, I really like how well they're staying true to her games. She has a combo system where, where you can do, like, a whole string of attacks, which not every character can do. Most characters can't. Yeah, it's um, pretty cool. Like, I didn't think they would put, um, like, in the game, um, like, when you're doing, like, a regular A combo, mm-hmm. how, like, if you just hold any of the buttons, like, you just start shooting. Like, apparently, oh, yeah, apparently that. any attack you can, or yeah. any, yeah, like yeah, so said, any that. standard attack you can do that, which is really cool. And then, like... Or even for, the witch turn, like... I'm th- like I was shocked they put that in there. Like, <laughs> I did not expect that in a million years. Yeah, they could have made it, like, a... No, they, 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 they could have cheaped out with, um... Yeah. Well, they still kind of did use it for the Final Smash. But they could have really cheaped out and only made it for well, No, I was going to say, like, they could have cheaped out and done it how they did with um, uh, Shulk's counter. Because Shulk is using, like, Future Vision. 
Right. But he, he ends up just like everything slows down and then he attacks them. Like they could have just made her like slow down the opponent, but then she still attacks them like automatically. Yeah. But they let you move. Which around. they kind of do if you don't time it right, the witch time correctly. Which is the down B for those who don't know. If oh, you don't ta- no, time it right, she'll basically do what looks kind of like an automated countery. It's, it's like thing. a teleport, but no, but yeah. that, that's even cooler because that's um that's like her. Like her parry in the game. Yeah, in the right? game. Yeah. yeah, like if you time it, you pretty much have to time it right when like you're she about to that little cartwheel away or teleport away. So she turns yeah. to bats and then reform back into human. Yeah, that's, yeah she, that's what she does in this game, yeah. No, that's in both. Yeah, you have to like, you pretty much have to do the the downbeat as late as possible. So right. like you're basically getting hit. Or or if you do it at exactly the right time, you get to get your attack in and it slows down that one. I don't know, enough for the which time you could do it whenever. Like you just have to get hit within that time frame. Kind of like any No, 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 I'm... Oh, wait, in Smash? Yeah. Oh, because you're saying if you don't time your attack just right. Unless I'm misremembering. I thought I said I thought I said if you do it at exactly the right moment, you can then attack the opponent. Or, if you don't do it at the right moment, you'll at least dodge their attack. No, maybe I got that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, if you do it at exactly yeah. the right time... Yeah, because that doesn't make yeah. sense that... Oh, if you do it at the right time, you have time to do things. <laughs> what? That, that, <laughs> yeah, that, that you're people right, almost right. never see the witch time you're right. if that were the case. You're right. You're absolutely right, yeah. But, nonetheless, pretty cool um, that yeah, they put that cool. in there. I also like that they got her demon, her hair summon demon, her hair summoning demons bit in there. That like, like she could spike down with that giant fist, no, yeah, it, or it, even if she's not on exactly the edge, it will come. But they found like, um, the edge. what's the word? I guess safer way to bring her down to rated teen without like losing yes. any of the bayonet in it. Yeah, that's the that's the one thing about like, cause it's so true. But yeah, they had to strip the sexuality because like she's not naked when her hair does its stuff. But Sakurai said in that same Famitsu column mm-hmm. when he was commenting about how like Korin had to be convinced. He's like, yeah, we tried to do Bayonetta as best we could, except the <laughs> sex thing. That that couldn't really work. Yeah, or like, um, I believe... She has the longest uh, taunt, so it's just funny. Yeah, yeah, she, she has, like, a full taunt. Yeah, like, all the folds on her pants, like, are covered with, like... It's actually wearing, like, black leggings or something. Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, but it's... Other than that, I mean, like, it doesn't matter. But the attention matter. to detail is so good. Not just the taunt stuff, but even, like, her... She doesn't have a, Her shadow has butterfly wings. But oh, yeah. she doesn't like little things like well she does when you up beat but like, no but yeah like in the game yeah it's like yeah, the, yeah the shadow like is on the one and that they put both costumes from Bayonetta one and two with both intercuts and they let her be Jean or Jean or however you say her name that's yeah. an alt costume like that almost addresses your point about Cloud of how they should have done more alt costumes because they did it with Bayonetta yeah I'm like yeah but it's yeah it's it's cool it's cool I do like the final smash as well because it's also kind of unique. Yeah, like except with which time and you have to like attack people. Yeah, you're ta- it's it like up. instead of doing the button, the the like quick time actions with the button, you're just attacking people when you fill the climax gauge. It yeah. does whoever the next person you hit is, or all the people you hit, I think, right? Yeah, everyone you yeah. hit to fill up the gauge. And that they're over 100%, it's an insta-kill, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, which is, I don't know, I don't know Nintendo often saying, yeah, it's an insta Like, I don't think Sakurai normally says, yeah, it's an insta-kill in this circumstance. He alludes to it, but he never outright tells you, so. No, it's like, Kind of like this new thing they did with some stages where like you, your character just explodes and you die. Like you don't even have to yeah. like hit the you borders. Vaporize. <laughs> yeah, but, very all stars battle royale because that's how you die in that game. Right. Well, I mean, uh, all stars battle or all stars borrowed a lot from Smash. Like, guess it's only fair that Smash didn't borrow some stuff from all stars. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, and she looks really cool, and she's no more expensive than Cloud, which given. The sheer amount of effort that's going into it's kind of they could have probably charged. What makes sense? I mean, you more. get a character in a stage. Yeah, exactly. So five ninety nine on each version, six ninety nine on both. It comes with the uh, clock tower, which we already talked about, which is very straightforward, but looks pretty. Um, and yeah, it's. I mean, to me, Bayonetta is a really cool addition, but I feel like it would have had more. I feel like for a final fighter, the more impactful announcement would be if they reversed to a cloud, and I don't mean just be like 
Hey everyone, Cloud's coming. I mean, like, if they announced Bayonetta in the November Nintendo, or early December November Nintendo Direct, and everyone would be like, oh, cool, Nintendo thing I get. And then if they're like, hey guys, Final Smash presentation ever, check this out. We got this character that's known across gaming way big. I mean, he has more history than Bayonetta. It's like in gaming culture, like every. My boss at work, he knows who Cloud is. He does not know who Bay Bayonetta is. He was excited about Cloud being Smash. He was whatever about Bayonetta being Smash. Like, if you want, like, wow, it factor like fireworks to end your thing, I feel like if they put Cloud at the end of this uh, video presentation and said, and he's available now, and just, like, dropped him on the internet, and dropped, like, just dropped him out there, people would have lost their minds more than they already did. Because it kind of got, like, the front load of Cloud, and it's like, oh, yeah, Bayonetta's cool, too. I mean, people still went crazy, but, like, I... I don't know, I just feel like for a big final boom, Cloud might have been the better fit. And then that could have been easily announced three weeks earlier. A Final Fantasy? Was. Yeah, a Final Fantasy. That's just me. I, I I think maybe it's because of when they... Here you have the reasons. Yeah, they probably did. Maybe Nintendo didn't want to end on a non-Nintendo character. I don't know, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I could see that. I mean, that makes sense. I, I agree with that. It's just like from a personal point of view... It's like, I don't really care about Cloud, and, like, obviously, right. like not everybody does. Right. Like, most people, like, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's people that, like, kind of like you, like, that just stuck with, like, Nintendo systems forever. Some yeah. of them probably just started on the Wii U or, like, started playing games after Final Fantasy VII came out. Right. So, I feel like to kind of end with that on some on a game that's supposed to be for, like, hardcore, for hardcore Nintendo fans, it's like, oh, here it is. The final character is a non-Nintendo character. Yeah, no, that's fair, and that might be it why they didn't. It almost feels like, like, oh, okay, so a character I know for a fact I don't care about, yeah. but I know is big. Yeah, I guess the only reason I, like, in my head, I was like, oh, I shouldn't be the other way. I mean, no, but, because... yeah, but that would make way like, for, like, everyone yeah. else. I mean, like, I well, mean... not just that, but just, like, I remember being a Nintendo moderator for Nintendo.com back in the day, like, for their forums, and I, in the Melee days, in the Brawl days, early Brawl days before they shut down the forum, um, people, they were... Brawl days... The forum was open until right... Oh, maybe it was right before Brawl that it closed. Well, when Brawl was... The hype was building oh, up. Because I think they closed the forum in 2007 and Brawl came out in 2008. Well, either way. Uh, actually, they did close in 2007 for sure. Um, but yeah, in those days, there were so... It, it's weird how many threads there were of Link versus Cloud. It is... That's why the artwork that they got the Final Fantasy art director to do is so cool. Because like, they directly catered to that fan fiction fantasy. But that Final Fantasy. But... Um, yeah, it's so weird how many threads I saw. I like, I'm talking dozens, dozens. Which, which if you there think are of, dozens of, well, no, dozens. no, 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 no. Think about it. how many people are gonna create a new topic that's just like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if Cloud fought Link? Like, how many people go out of their way to do that? If I saw dozens in span like a couple months, have you seen the in internet? the Zelda section? No, but I, I, yes, but I just mean like <laughs> to see those keep re popping up is. I felt it was kind of significant. Um, both blonde swordsmen. Yeah, but so this is like a dream come true for a lot of people, which is why it's interesting. Oh, yeah. It might have been more than dozens. My, cool. point, my point was that like it was a very common... There's a Zelda section, and it was always there. <laughs> there's always a thread for it. Yeah. So. But I see what you mean. I feel, yeah, that would have been probably the one to get more buzz. Yeah. I mean, maybe it did. I guess um, not to be little Bayonetta. No, She's yeah. awesome. Like, I love the games. And I like that that game also had its fair bit of, like, rough history. Yeah, like, the like, beginning oh, of the games. Like, I love enough of the game to know I love the game. Like, games. it almost <laughs> didn't get made, but thanks to Nintendo, it got Bayonetta 2. Right, It's almost right. kind of like, 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 oh, like, oh, good for you, Bayonetta. You got into Smash Brothers. Yeah, it's you, like, you, you really did, you really you did something. Yeah, you <laughs> cheat. You won. You won at life. But, uh, but, yeah, you know, more of the point. Maybe, maybe they don't need a big finale. No, it, maybe the big finale was the fact that they pumped this much content into the game. 
I don't know. Like the fact, like when Sakurai is rattling off those numbers at the end, maybe that was the finale. It's like, yeah, okay, we got Bayonetta, but do you guys realize for sixty bucks plus some DLC charges, you had like fifty-eight playable characters, eighty-four different stages between the two versions, ninety-seven hats, ninety-nine costumes, including now Knuckles, Tails, Gino from Mario RPG, um, WarioWare's Ashley. I think there's a Monster Hunter cat. Am I remembering yeah. that correctly? Oh no, not Monster Hunter cat. Not cat. Uh, Warrior this, outfit. This, yeah. Monster Hunter thing. But, like... Tekken stuff, Virtual Fighter... Yeah, like, what else? There's some others. Um, Tales of Symphonia. Yeah. There's a lot. Like, the fact that... 700 plus dollars of Amiibo functionality. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you stop to think about that, the big hurrah is the fact that this thing exists and it's this densely packed. There's 700 trophies in each version or something like that. It's insane. So, like, I guess it doesn't matter if it was bad. At the end of the day, the fact that the developers did this... And kept it going for so long after release, and didn't like make the content in advance. They were making it as fans were demanding it. Like that, that is impressive. Yeah, when you was seeing the numbers, it, it definitely felt impressive, but it didn't really hit me until like I saw like this picture that was circulating around where it said like like oh, take a moment to realize that this picture could have been taken as fake a long time ago. Oh yeah, I know the one you're talking about. It had Which on the bottom only, row of the fight, or as the selected it was pretty much all like third party characters and like Mario. And it was Mario, Sonic, Pac Man, yeah, like Mega Man, Mega Man, and Cloud. And Ryu. And Ryu. And it's just like, yeah, the fact that that exists yeah. is We're quite the testament to Sakurai. Yeah. So, I mean, it definitely, like, felt a little bittersweet watching the end of it. But it was it was very cool to see that Smash has come this far. And, you know, I mean, Sakurai even sounded like that was definitely the way he were that ending. It definitely had, like, a finality to it. Like, I don't, I don't think he's necessarily leaving the franchise for good. But if he were to do so, this would be one awesome swan song. Like, this is a cool last hurrah that he would have done. Like, I don't know how you top this. I don't know if you top this. More characters and more stages. We did what they said we didn't want to do. Yeah, and, like, not not only that, but, like, what? Yeah, that's true. He did say he didn't want to do it. But not only that, but who, what surprises do you have At some point, I thought Smash was going to turn to some different genre just because he said, like, like, oh, this one's going to be different. Like, I'm going to change some of the mechanics. I mean, Uh he did. But I didn't realize they were going to be like that. It was very passive. It was very minor. I think because Sakurai somewhat discovers a competitive scene. Because he always used to say Smash Bros. is a party a lot, game. But yeah. I feel like if he really wanted to cater it, he would have made it, like just improved on the the local tournament mode that Brawl had, right. so that people even in like oh, you're tournament still you bitter could, about that, aren't you? <laughs> oh no, no, no! I'm not like this is like something for, that I wouldn't even use. Like, right. like they could have had like a I don't know, like simple like tournament mode settings for like. I don't know, like if you if you're gonna use that console on a tournament like a big tournament like Evo or something, yeah, like just make it tournament friendly. Yeah, that's kind of a weird oversight. Kind of like um like almost no one um in tournaments plays with just stock, and yet like stock is always default, and everyone almost like that's almost the first thing everyone does like change it to three stock or to two stock. Right. And yet every you time you ta- turn the time is default. Yeah, no, time is default, but you always change the stock. Yeah, like, people always change it to stock. And yet, like, it saves everything else, like, your names and stuff, but it doesn't save that. Like, yeah. why doesn't it just save Yeah, that? little things like that they could fix. But I think... Uh, yeah, I don't even know what the next match would be. They could fix those things. They could add more characters, but... Who would they add? Yeah. Bomberman would be cool. Bubsy, remember that guy? Acro the ac- or Arrow the Acrobat? Like, they're running out of characters. They, they, they could add Chibi-Robo, Ice Climbers, That's true. They Wolves. could bring back Ice Climbers. Well, you're, see, you're naming past characters. Think of new ones that That's would be... Chibi-Robo. Besides him, who obviously I uh, 100% support... Think of someone who could be as impactful as Ryu, as Sonic, as Mega Man, and like it's Pac-Man, and like fulfilling these childhood fantasies, like all the characters. Like that's a good They're idea. out of them. There's 
Yeah. Unless it's like Crash Bandicoot. I don't know. Inkling could be a, Inkling a, a, be cool. a current childhood That's fantasy. True. That's true. That's true. I am thinking of this through my lens of being an adult. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's not the end of Smash. But if Sakurai were to sign off here, I would be content. I hope he doesn't. But given how much physical pain he went make through, Ganondorf, make Ganondorf like completely new, maybe Toon Ganondorf. I don't know. Well, that's, yeah, true. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he went through a lot of physical, like literal physical pain. He like hurt his hand. He has like, oh, yeah. he can't play games properly anymore. He screwed <laughs> that's up his hand. Ganondorf. No, yeah, <laughs> get, well, Ganondorf got like stabbed a few times. Oh, he did go through some physical so. changes. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and between Brawl and this one, he has like the stab wound. That's on true. Chest. Yeah, and and he does like at times turn into like a giant boar looking thing, and like Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it happens. But yeah, that pretty much does it for Smash. I guess the only other thing worth mentioning is you kind of talked about the amiibo, but for those who weren't keeping tally. Uh, Ryu and Roy will be launching alongside Famicom Color Rob in, on March 18th, and then Cloud, Corrin, and Bayonetta will all get their own Amiibo sometime after that. No date set And Lucas yet. sometime in January. And Lucas on January 12th. No. Yes. Which, 22nd or 12th? One of those two numbers. Which, as of this recording, pre-orders have not gone up yet. So maybe it's not the 12th, maybe it's the 22nd. No, no, no. Well, I don't know. I just know it's in January. Know. You're probably right. I, I, I don't have it written down. I'm just trying. I think that's what it was. But speaking of Amiibo, good chance. You probably don't have to worry about pre-ordering it. It'll probably be... Yeah, yeah. yeah, if it's anything like the Animal Crossing Amiibo, which are, like, overflowing. It's Animal Crossing Amiibo. I know, I know. I feel like... Who wants the alpaca that aren't llamas, but we Then again, it was still kind of a pain to get um, a Mega Yarn Yoshi, so it's still not all, like, bells and whistles. Like, as long as Mega Yarn Yoshi's hard, but I they have restocked the normal Yarn Yoshi's. Blue is now available. I've seen green at multiple stores. I know, I've seen... Yeah. We went to a GameStop and they had all the colors. The full yarn Yoshi rainbow. Yep, the full tiny. So I would say a pain considering our benefits. I was trying to get one. A lot of people behind me were trying to get one. For Mega. Yeah. Oh, Mega was hard to get. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, it, yeah, it, yeah. But we didn't really have to suffer because oh, well, we, well, we know people. Ha- yeah, you know people. You guys cheated. I went through. <laughs> it, I, I mean, I don't know. You I, almost I, didn't get one though. Yeah, that, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, he like, had, like he had said, drama. Like, we were super lucky. Like unnecessary drama. We were to get one in the end. But he didn't know. They said they couldn't hold it for. Yeah, they told us at some point. No, I know, but in the end, like well, yes, in hindsight. Thank you again, Lincoln Park. But in the end, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that but, wasn't it, <laughs> but, uh, but not everyone has friends on the inside. That's true. Not everyone can do that con job. But anyway, speaking of Amiibo, it's a good transition. There are some interesting Amiibo rumblings uh, in these past few weeks as Christmas came and went. Uh, most notably, Nintendo Life reported that they have sources that say that Nintendo Software Technology, that's NST, for those who may know it by that name, they're developers of Mario vs. Donkey Kong and, more notably, Metroid Prime Hunters back in 2004. Uh, they are apparently making an Amiibo-based title for release early next year, which could mean in, like, five days, because it's 2016 by the end of this week. But, um, yeah, the game's apparently, initially, going to be offered as a free-to-play title, and then they may make it premium later on. What we don't know is besides being based around Amiibo, what it will actually be. It's going to be on both Wii U and 3DS, supposedly, but there's no word on what you'll do in it. Oh, and of course it works with any Amiibo that currently exists. They're not making new Amiibo for it. It's something to reward people to use Amiibo. And normally rumors like this is like, well, I don't know, take it with a grain of salt. But this one seems to have some good evidence behind it. First of all, Nintendo's done this before. Uh, Amiibo Tap. That weird little demo thing where you put any amiibo you own down and oh, it gives I you. I like, forgot that existed. Yeah, so did I until I saw this. I was like, this reminds me of something. But yeah, uh, Amiibo Tap, which I've only played like twice. Uh, it's that thing, yeah, you put it down, it demos you a virtual console game that has nothing to do with the amiibo you put down. Totally not logical. But that already does this idea of what can you do with your existing amiibo. So this kind of matches that, but might be more 
rewarding. And more to the point, Nintendo's president, Takashi Kimishima, has gone on record um, in time and in more recent interviews that they want to make people actually use their Amiibo more. They never envisioned them as collectibles. They were always going to be a thing you take out of the box and make a gaming element. To the point where he said in a recent interview that Nintendo wants Amiibo to be, quote, an expanded functionality of play and to turn it into a big pillar of Nintendo. So, whatever this thing is, it better do a good job of getting you to use your Amiibo for gaming, and I don't mean in the way Amiibo Festival does. Because that's... Yeah. Like, Amiibo Festival isn't a bad concept. It's a board game that's digital. I get it. But, like, having to play the trivia game where you all buzz in by slamming your Amiibo down on the same little port that or Amiibo card down and have to, like, try not to bend your card as you stack on top of other people's cards trying to get their fastest to buzz in, that seems like a poor use of Amiibo. So I'm hoping ST does something cool. I have no idea what it would be. I don't know if Nintendo's going to do, like, a kind of Me Too sort of thing or, like, something truly innovative, but my gut tells me it's going to be some sort of third-person action game, maybe top-down. It's going to work on Wii and 3DS, so it might be top-down. And then you swap in your characters, and either the character's going to be there in full, or it's going to be represented with a costume that gives you different powers on top of whoever you actually are. It's basically Skylanders, but stripped down. That's my gut feeling. I'm hoping it's cooler than that. But, I mean, what would, like... What would a good Amiibo game... I don't even know. What would know. a good one be? What would be something... I guess this is why Nintendo makes the games and not us, but... They kind of... They need something that could be a hook. They, did, uh, they put themselves in a hard position because Amiibo are not Disney Infinity or Skylanders. Right, so unless they rip that off or come up with something totally out of left field... They make completely new Amiibo that are designated for, like, for the specific game. Yeah, or... Some, well, I don't think they're going to do that because I think the whole point is them trying to get people to use their Amiibo they currently have. Yeah. But it's just, like... I, I can't imagine what they would do. It just seems... I don't know, it just seems like they missed... They made the very clear choice that Amiibo expand gameplay, they don't create gameplay, and now they're trying to retroactively create gameplay. Mm. So I'm not quite sure how they're going to pull that off. I mean, I guess it could be something like a racing game, where maybe the different weaponry you use in the racer is based on the Amiibo you scan, and the car looks like the character. But then it's like, well, that's just bumping up against Mario Kart. And the last time that happened was DK Barrel Blast, and that game didn't sell. So maybe that's why it's free to play. I, I don't know. It's We'll see. It's interesting. But I hope for uh, NST's sake they come up with something good because um, the other part of that Nintendo Life report was that NST's head, uh, the guy that runs the company, may be resituating the company to be a developer of mobile smartphone games. And apparently not very many people at NST are happy about this because they want to make real games, not smartphone games. So it's only in the exploratory stage right now, but there's some discontent within the company, which might be how this got leaked in the first place. And Nintendo hasn't signed off on it. It's not for sure happening, but yeah, let's hope they have a good Amiibo game for their sake. Um, I don't know, it just struck me as interesting that Nintendo's now giving it a second go with the Amiibo games. We'll see. Hopefully it's something that comes soon, because they have nothing for the Wii U yeah, until I mean, April. I'm happy with costumes. I mean, yeah, no, I'm okay with it, but it's just like yeah. they're trying to get me, who has only opened maybe a fifth of his Amiibo, yeah, but see, that's that's not that's not going to do it. People that haven't engaged with their Amiibo will not suddenly engage because, oh, hey, my Mabel Amiibo from Animal Crossing now, you can have her apron on a hat in Mario Kart. Like, it, I think they need, they're trying to do something more sticky, so to speak. Something that will actually make you, like, want to really... And the closest thing oh, we could think of boxes. was um, Smash Brothers. If I had more people to... If I had anybody <laughs> to train against or like to, like, make a little competition with the Amiibo... 
But even then, they've already that. done that. This is something no, separate. No, okay. Now maybe, maybe it's gonna be like that Pokemon. Oh, what was it, it called? Be like uh, po- it could be like Pokemon Rumble or po- my Pokemon Ranch, where like you plop them in and you use them. Or like Pokemon Ranch is a bad example because that you just collected. But it could be like Pokemon Rumble where you scan them. Yeah, because Pokemon Rumble had the, pro- the like prototype amiibo, the the Rumble figurines. Yeah. So I guess they could mimic that. But then is that gonna really make someone like me go? I need to open that Wii Fit trainer now because I need to use her in the game. Maybe. Like, I don't know. Well, Unless get, she, like... What would get you to do it? I don't know. That's the thing. <laughs> like, there's got... N- Nintendo's just trying to get... To it. Well, I'm I'm just playing the prototypical Amiibo collector right now. I mean, I am, but I'm... Their whole point, Nintendo's whole point, is they need to get someone... They want to get people like me to rip open all those Amiibo and go, I want to use this in a game. All the restocks they're doing are helping. I'm starting to be like, oh, I guess I can open these. They're not rare anymore. Whatever. The thing at this point, they're but, not really too concerned with... Selling more? No, they're happy they with selling... They want people to use the ones they already have. No, what I... Th- no, no, no. What I think's happening is they want to sell more, but I think they're seeing the bubble coming... Like, the it's deflating. It's... They're... How often do you see crazy frenzies about Amiibo online now? It's much less than it was. The hype has died down. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's problematic by any means, but it's going into a situation where Nintendo needs to give these things value beyond just their plastic characters. Especially- made their money. What? They made their money. They made like 200 million off these things, apparently. That's what some analysts were saying. But, because if they're 13 bucks a pop and they sold as many as they have. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, they made their money now, but they need to have longevity. Because this is the gateway drug into their whole Nintendo IP or our future. They're our blue ocean. They're going to be whatever. Yeah, I guess that's so assuming much. they continue with Amiibo. They are continuing it. I mean, the president just said they want to make it a big pillar <laughs> of Nintendo. It's not going anywhere. So now this is like phase two of like, okay, we got people to buy our toys. How do we get them to keep buying them? We need to make something that engages and something where they want to come back to it. Because they've exhausted their primary characters. Yeah. So now That's they true. need to double down. And I think this game is going to be the prototype of how do we double down. And then we'll probably see something game? with NX. This NST game they ha- that hasn't yeah. been announced yet. Yeah, because like a lot of people are getting like... Basically, all the Smash Bros. ones. So at this point, like any new Amiibo, I think you're gonna, you know, like, yep. you're, you're gonna be doubling down on a character you probably already have just because yeah. Or, or it's gonna be new characters that no one knows much about. And we talked about this uh, last yeah. episode. You weren't here, obviously, but we were talking about Kimishima, their new president, Disney of Time, where he's like, our future is our intellectual property. It used to be we want to get casual gamers with new experiences. Now we want to get all these people that know who Mario is to engage with Mario, be mm-hmm. it through a smartphone game, a theme park, a movie, and that's why their reward program by Nintendo is gonna hook into all of that. So no matter what you do, you're earning points with Nintendo, and that encourages you to go do more Nintendo things. That's so their new strategy. They already showed what the new program is? It's already live in Japan for only uh, desktop and um, eShop purchases. <laughs> but yeah, the idea is that this program, My Nintendo is what they're calling it now, will interlink everything. NX, 3DS, Wii U, theme parks, store purchases, merchandise purchases, everything. So, and the idea is their characters are what's going to be the selling point. Like Disney. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly why I said last episode. I was like, it's the Disneyfication of Nintendo. It's not bad. But, um... Disney's pretty successful. Exactly. And they have Marvel and they have Star Wars and they keep putting out new things. And I think Nintendo's trying to find out how do we, with Amiibo, which was the trial run for their IP thing, can we sell based on our characters alone? How do we now get people to care about our new characters? And I gave the example to um, Angel at the time that they are doing the Marvel strategy where they put the first wave out where it's like, oh, Iron Man, Captain America, the Hulk, all these super recognizable guys. Cool, you know them? Check out Peter Quill, Guardians of the Galaxy. Check out Ant-Man. You can't lead with Ant-Man. You can't lead with Doctor Strange. But now that we're, you know, wave three deep, 
three waves mm. deep, they can roll those out, and the public would be like, oh, sweet, I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Like, this Doctor Strange guy looks cool. Like, no one would have said that. Or, like, Ant-Man. Like, who, that cannot be, the, the, the first Iron Man cannot have been Ant-Man. It wouldn't oh, work. Yeah. And now Nintendo's trying to do that with their characters, where they had Smash Bros. characters, and then they did the lesser-known characters that have, like, niche followings, and then they're now trying Animal Crossing, and presumably they'll do Pokemon at some point, which might... Maybe that's it. No, that's true, huh? Yeah, I bet you NST's game has something to do with Pokemon. You have 700 right there. 700 it's going to be a free game, but you have to collect the toys, and you know why it would make sense? Because 2016 is the 20th anniversary of Pokemon. Whoa. It all makes sense. You can take them around with you. You can battle people. How much do you want to bet it's not even Pokemon figurines? How much do you want to bet They're NST Pokemon? is Pokemon code? Cards? Yes. Here's my theory. I just came up with this. I'm so proud of myself. How much do you want to bet <laughs> NST is making an updated version of the Pokemon training card game video game, like for Game Boy Color, from Game Boy Color, but for Wii U and 3DS. The logic being, they relaunched Pokemon training card game for 20th anniversary. In fact, in Japan, they're re-releasing the original Pokemon cards. Maybe, they haven't said that those cards, maybe, maybe, theory, maybe those cards will have NFC chips. Maybe now when you buy the cards, you can also make a digital duplicate, and it can hop on the uh, he- Hearthstone, Her- Hearthstone, well, how's it pronounced? It's Hearthstone, right? You once told me a pronunciation, and then you corrected it like two days ago. What, what was it? It was Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Maybe they're hopping on that bandwagon. So you get a physical card, whatever. You can play it in real life. You can collect them in real life. You scan it into your game, and they have this huge digital collection. There's no real cards of Hearthstone. No, but the card game oh. online is huge. So then they can leverage that. Because it's online, you don't have to go carry your decks around or anything. Right, so you get physical cards, much like people like collecting Amiibo, and then you use those in the game, and that's your value add, is you want to keep buying cards to keep playing them in the game. There's no in-game digital booster packs. You're buying physical cards. Mm -hmm. If it was a Pokemon Hearthstone, that would be pretty cool. That... Or maybe they even do a cross thing with that. Like, either a Pokemon train card game, or literally... Imagine just a Nintendo one in general. I mean, they're cards that could make anything. That, I think, that might be where things are going. There's some little Nintendo guy... Who's marketing. taking notes right yeah. now? He's like, oh my god. <laughs> Some guy in Japan just like, yes, yeah, like, yes, keep talking. But, Nintendo. <laughs> but yeah, like something like that. And they don't need to do the digital booster pack. They can even do the digital booster packs where people don't want to collect real cards. But like for those who want a little more, and they can do 20th anniversary commemorative ones, and they can do this, that, and the next thing. This TM. could be it. This could be it. TM. T- T- like, oh, yeah. Trademark. Oh, yeah. Trademark. Yeah, but this could be. Something like this could be what it's they're not. doing, and I think it would. It's not, but it could be. It makes sense though. Twentieth anniversary of Pokemon. They're already doing Pokemon Go. They're already doing the. Uh, Did you see that really the Pokemon tournament? Pokemon, the 3DS. I mean, the Pikachu plushie. The oh yeah, the one. fat Pikachu. They're bringing him back. No, 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 not the fat one. The really, 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 really expensive one. Oh no, like three hundred dollars. No. Something. Did you know there's a like a five thousand dollar Mario thirtieth anniversary watch you can get? No. Yeah, but but yeah, I think. Something of that caliber has to be where Amiibo goes. Maybe not that. Maybe that's my crazy pipe dream, which I'd love to see happen in Nintendo. I will pay lots of money to make it happen, so please make it happen. But um, something of that caliber, I think, is what Amiibo needs. It needs something where, like, you need to constantly be re-engaging, and you need the Amiibo more than just a one-and-done And that would make sense, too, because, game. like, if it's some sort of digital game you could play from your phone, you could presumably play it from the NX or the portable, whatever. And they're already saying, it's, the rumor says it's on 3DS and Wii U, yeah, I mean, and they if, can if trial run yeah, it. Yeah, but it's not one account, like, everything yeah. transferred. Yeah, it'll be, it'll, it'll be a holographic Charizard fiasco again. Yeah, well, they're bringing back holographic Charizard. Yeah. Like, all of the original Pokemon cards are coming back in Japan on the 27th. And, you know, that's actually a really good transition, because Pokemon was another thing we were going to talk about. To- this was not a planned transition. Sometimes they are. This was definitely not. But, um... We were going to talk about some hardware news involving Pokemon. I guess first, since we're talking about the anniversary, uh, let's start with the thing that's happening in Japan, which is um, the 2DS is finally launching in Japan on February 27th alongside the mm. virtual console versions of 
Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, and Green. Because remember, in Japan, it first launched Red, Green, then Blue came later. But what they're doing that's really cool is it's coming. There's four different 2DSs, each of which matching those colors with the like translucent plastic. Remember when uh, Auras Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire launched here? They had the red and blue 2DSs that were somewhat see-through. Yeah. Those are coming to Japan with now yellow and green. Each one, the four face buttons, like ABXY, are the four Pokemon version colors. They come mm. preloaded with the game that matches its color. Comes preloaded with a special theme, special badge sender badges for your menu, a Mew code to use in XY or Auras, and a full town map poster. All for eighty nine dollars. Wow, that's really cheap. That's a really get, like, good deal. The cool Game Boy cartridge box. That's you can get separately. It might be included in the bundle. Oh, that's right. no, I was just saying. Like, yeah, they get that's another box. thing. Yeah, that's we another thing. We we, well, they haven't announced code. what we get yet. They well, might well, do collectibles. I mean, Pokemon Company... Japan gets a lot of everything. They do, but I think Pokemon might be big enough, and Pokemon Company works on an international scale, so they might try and do it here. Because it's Nintendo that decides that stuff, but Pokemon Company does all the merchandising, so it's kind of like, it could go either way. But um, that's super cool. Like, and for $89, it's so genius on Nintendo's part, because it can get all the people nostalgic about Pokemon to double dip on those systems. And more to the point, people that don't have 3DSs are now like, for 90 bucks, I get this cool thing that references my childhood. I get the original game. I get this retro stuff. And I now have access to the entire 3DS library for $89. That's an insanely good deal. So it's very genius on Nintendo's part. Yeah. And also very unexpected. I didn't think they'd do that with like four different 2DSs and everything. Capitalizing on that Pokemon love. Yeah, seriously. Next year's going to be crazy for Pokemon. I mean, I'm really interested to see how Pokemon Go turns out and what happens with that. Yeah. There's going to be Pokemon Amiibo. Pokemon Tournament's the other one as well. Pokemon Tournament Amiibo, I assume. They are doing an Amiibo card. Oh, that's right. For Dark Pikachu. Has a card. That's the only thing they've said. Man, but they have like one Jap- card. Didn't Japanese game have like your ID and everything in a card anyway? It has it in like those arcade cards that like uh, Initial D in those games use. Uh, it's a little different. If they were smart, they'd have that work with the Wii U version. They have not announced whether it will or not. I imagine if it's the same type of chip, why not? Mm. But what they have announced is there's going to be a special controller for Pokemon Tournament, which I think is probably a bigger surprise to me than uh, the fact that there's the special. 2DSs. It looks like a prototype. Well, what it is, is it is literally the exact same or a very close version of the arcade controller. The arcade version of Pokemon Tournament had that really weird wide controller like yeah, this it one. looked like a gamepad without the screen yeah well but yeah because i remember remember when they first announced pokemon tournament we were talking about how I'm not analog sticks they can't even use it with other games i know I it's, wouldn't strictly, be able to anyway. it's strictly for this but I remember when the game first came out we're like why is there that big gap in the middle maybe it's to get people used to the idea of holding a gamepad so then when it comes to wii u ultimately it wasn't so announced yet step. it will be on <laughs> yeah like we were kind of joking but now the controller itself is kind of wii u so hori the uh they make the third party controllers that are like mario themed and pikachu themed and whatnot are bringing this thing out and i think similar to how pokemon they're doing the 2ds's to like bring in people i think the idea here is they get the arcade players who i guess are obsessed with pokemon tournament i don't know to make the leap to wii u because this controller is sold separately or comes in a bundle with the system and the game when the game launches on march 18th in japan so it is a very strategic, like, oh, you love it in arcades? Well, look, here's the exact same experience at home. Do we know how it's been doing in arcades? All I've ever I no heard... Idea. I heard it, it got it's, le- it's, it left yeah, one place. Yeah, I just heard, like, the bad news from one place, so that just kind of left an impression that's on one me that of, not... That's one of probably well, yeah, but I haven't dozens. heard anything, which also doesn't really bode well. Yeah, well, I mean, companies don't usually brag about their arcade game success, do they? I've never heard of anyone being like, we got so many quarters. Well, I assume it was really successful. But I mean, yeah, but I mean, like, you never hear that. 
It's not like when Mario Kart Arcade, which has three different versions now, it's not like they ever put out a press release like you would not believe how many like Dave and Buster card swipes we've gotten. Mm-hmm. But yet there's three versions. So you think and there's no made, way to know. I just don't think they report those things. I don't. I don't know what even a metric for good success on something like that would be. But that's just. I mean, maybe they do. Maybe I could do some research, but. We'll see how it does. It's doing well enough that they're bringing it to Dave. I guess we've never really had anything in an arcade machine that we cared about whether it was successful or not. Well, I mean, Mario Kart, Luigi's Mansion, there's some, but not (laughs) enough. But, I mean, it's it's doing well enough that Dave and Buster's is now bringing it to some of their U.S. locations. So, Pokemon Tournament, the arcade unit. So, But then they're coming to New York or something? I believe New York was on the table, but I don't know if they ever officially confirmed it. But, um, but yeah, this controller is a thing, which is what's interesting. And it is coming stateside. Amazon has it listed. The box art's officially out. It is a thing, and it's going to be a third-party thing. And it just reminds me of the good old days of the Wii, where every single game had some bizarre one-off controller. Mm-hmm. Like, you just need an extra piece of plastic to play whatever it was. Link Crossbow Training, the Zapper. Animal Crossing City Folk, Wii Speak. Mario Kart's uh, Wii, the Wii Wheel. We fit the balance board. Like, everything had a piece of plastic. And most of them were crucial to the game. Some weren't. This is definitely in the later category. It's not crucial. It's just if you want it. And what's interesting is... When if you need it if you want to play two-player? Because it's not like you can use two gamepads. That's the interesting wrinkle in this. In theory, you'd be able to play it with a normal pro controller or something. But indirectly, Hori confirmed that Pokemon Tournament will, in fact, have local multiplayer. Which was kind of a given, but Nintendo never said it. But they're like, oh, it's great for local multiplayer. Player one uses a gamepad. Player two uses our controller. So there you go. Confirmed. Interestingly, when you do Pokemon Torment, player one is always on the gamepad and is watching the fight on the gamepad, while player two is always on the TV and watching the fight on the TV. It will be different perspectives, much like in an arcade where you have two different cabinets. Pretty cool. At least that's what Hori yeah, was implying. Because I'm assuming it's over the shoulder from your yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, so they have to actually... So that's actually a good use of the gamepad. Who would have thought that Pokemon Torment would have one of the better uses of the gamepad for multiplayer? Yeah. I never would have guessed in a million years. Okay. I was I always thought they were just going to flatten the view to be side-by-side opposed to over-the-shoulder. Well, the game does that, too. Like, yeah, but I mean, like, match. permanent, permanent flat. Oh, like Kind of oh like man. how... Well, I mean, like, because Tekken gets by with local multiplayer for so long, so Pokemon could, in theory. Oh, no, I mean, like, forcing the flatness, because I thought, like... Because the way they were building the game, and just from some gameplay that I've seen, it seems like it's almost a strategy to get the game to go flat or get back yeah. to the two-thirds perspective mode. It's like... Yeah, yeah. It's almost like you're losing a huge part of the game. Well, yeah, that's, that's always where it was going to happen, yeah. but it sounds like they're actually addressing it in a very smart yeah. way. No, yeah, so. that's cool. I mean, it, I guess those days where you have to, like, sacrifice things from the arcade version are kind of gone. Yeah, which is nice, which yeah. is quite nice. And, I mean, I I suspect, and I'm, I'm not buying one of these pro pads, I don't think. They're, they're officially called the Pokemon Tournament Pro Pad, if anyone needs the full name to go with your pro controller. Uh, I doubt I'll buy one, because I feel like if I'm going to play it, I'm just going to play it on the gamepad for single player or like if i'm over here and one of you guys have it hook like are you are playing it i might just like grab a pro controller or remote or whatever i don't know what i would need but it seems like it'd be for those like decade people if there is a scene for poking tournament it seems like it makes sense like why not why not it could hook in more people in theory so there's that and beyond that really the only other news to close out 2015 it can be summed up with uh can be summed up with three letters dlc Everything else this year is DLC. We already talked about Smash's DLC. Splatoon is getting a new map. Just got a new map. Uh, Piranha Pit is about to get another one called... Not Avocado. uh, Ancho V Games. Or Ancho... Yeah, something like that. So those are happening. Came out of nowhere, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's it's weird because it's like... They made a big deal of the museum and the resort one. And then this one, they just put out a dance video and then they're coming up. 
But uh, it is interesting because, like, I feel like DLCs and Nintendo's, like, little secret weapon this holiday season. Because they have their big games like Xenoblade or Yoshi War World in October. And then they got these nice little stocking stuff stuffers for us fans where it's, like, every couple weeks, it's like, oh, hey, have you seen the uh, Smash update? How about that Amiibo or that Splatoon stage? Or most significantly, hey, we told you we're making a Mario Maker website. Guess what? We also threw a whole bunch of new features into the game. And by a whole bunch, I mean a handful. But still, it's just cool that Nintendo's able to just, like, kind of trot these out, like, literally days before Christmas and just kind of reward fans. So either going into Christmas or on Christmas morning, they have, like, extra things they didn't expect. It's a, yeah. it's a neat little touch. So in the case of Mario Maker, um, just to quickly run through it, they are adding, they continue to do those event courses with cool costumes. So Birdo, Captain Toad, Excite, which, by the way, just a quick pause. <laughs> Elvis, you give me an awesome Captain Toad plushie, which is so awesome. It's like a full... Where is it? It's, like a, it's at home. In, well, yeah. It's sitting on a table right now, staring directly in, at me when I sleep. Mm. And right next to it, it's a bat signal that Angel got me that lights up and actually shines on the wall. But I don't light it up because I, I don't need a nightlight. I'm not I mean, don't need but, Batman. But, no, I don't. Not in my home. Only out That's in the world. That's pretty cool, though. It is. No, I said it was cool. No, no it, it would um, be cool to have Batman in your home, though. Maybe he can watch... He can sit with Toad and watch me sleep. But but either way, Captain Toad. That's like the. If you guys don't own a Captain Toad plush, go buy one. Like, and if you need a bat signal, go buy one. They're they're great investments for your future. Does he does he beat over Koopa? What? In favorite character list? <laughs> Captain Toad could very well be one of my favorite Mario. Yeah, characters. I was having a discussion. Well, I, don't, I guess not a discussion. I was just talking to Elvis about um your favorite characters and i was i was telling him that i'm pretty sure for jason it's like he kind of goes in waves like i'm sure koopa yeah. was like koopa was big when i was younger yeah his favorite character but i'm pretty sure right now like it would it, probably be captain toad it's probably captain toad he might be i dare say i don't know when he was your favorite my... character but I, it feels like he sh- he was your favorite character at some point but i don't really know where he's kind of fallen into your life chibi robo <laughs> chibi robo and captain we'll toad know. might be tied for my favorite nintendo characters period so chibi robo became your favorite me. character during the time when his most popular game, in your opinion, was announced? Huh? Oh, yeah, oh, for all time. You said all time. That you meant, like, no, no, not all time. Right? I'm just saying, in general, those two are probably my favorites oh, right now. okay. Chibi Robo I've loved since the GameCube one. Captain Toad is just wonderful. So, <laughs> between, <laughs> so between the two. It's all like Captain Toad. Right? So, I really like Captain Toad. So, you know, Captain, to- Captain Toad might trump Chibi Robo. There, I said it. Not a normal toad. Just a toad just with Captain a toad. few accessories. A toad with some accessories, a pickaxe, a pretty awesome headlamp, and he's all... It's a toad that's ready for adventure. It's really, really soft backpack. Mm. It's just a toad... Yeah, that backpack is, like, felt... It's like, uh... uh not felt, uh... Suede. It's very nice. But that's beside the point. The reason I brought up Captain Toad initially is him, Birdo, the Excite Bike, bike, and Earthbound's Mr. Saturn. What? And it's Ryder, yeah, are all going to be costumes in Mario Maker, which is kind of cool. I love that they keep doing these and they're getting more and more ridiculous. Like, they have Master Belch, which was like an enemy from Earthbound, as a costume you can get, in Japan at least, soon, coming weeks. Like, it's just cool that they're really digging into the archives here. It's like Smash Bros. trophies that you play. Yeah. It's, it's a nice touch. But, but bigger than that, with Mario Maker, is the um, developers keep adding new things to make new courses. So there's warp doors now, there's donuts you can bounce off of, there's a uh, fire-breathing Bowser clown car, which doesn't sound like that big of a deal until you realize that like Bowser is very popular in Mario Maker. Did you know? I saw this stat the other day. Over 3 million Bowsers have been placed in Mario Maker stages. <laughs> three? That was making you so happy as a Bowser fan. <laughs> Just think about that. It's like you go into a room, you go into a football stadium, and that's only like, 
an 80th of all the Bowsers that are in Mario Maker. I think just the fact that you could put a boss character in gets a lot of people excited, so people definitely would go crazy. Well, don't act all like you don't care. Don't act all calm and collected. You love Bowser. You can't play as Bowser. Well, I guess you can with you the can, Amiibo. You can with the Amiibo. That's the only one I care Imagine about. you could be Bowser in a room of just three million Bowsers. Actually, the game would crash if they're not. Yeah, I think they only allow like three. Yeah, but still, three million of them have been used. Also, there have been more blocks used than it would take to build the Gaza pyramids over 11 times over. Hmm. Fun fact. If the blocks are real and not digital, that is. But anyway, so um, they're adding all these things, but perhaps most significantly to me, and maybe you guys, I just think this is the coolest feature, the Mario Maker bookmark website is now live. And it is so much easier to find courses using that. So if it's, uh, as Intel promised, they got out for the end of the year, and if you haven't tried it, it's a fully featured website that lets you search by more than just the very basics. You can do all sorts of filtering. You can see featured courses. You can look at people's profiles and see what they've made and what they've achieved. You can look at like uh, rankings of top courses. And they even retroactively add features to the game to support the website, including the ability to jump to the internet browser on the Wii U within Mario Maker. And then on the website, it's a special version of the site that has a play button. And if you're browsing the website on your Wii U, you hit play and it jumps you back into the game and you're instantly playing that level. And the levels now show world record times and the first who com person who completed it. Which means you can finally know who actually beat your Flappy Bird stage first. If you right, well, I know right. who. I mean, uh, only like two people well, then the rest, of the rest of the world can know who beat it first. But yeah, I just think that's really cool. Like, It's been neat to watch Nintendo, yes, neat, to watch Nintendo like slowly figure, that, figure out how to like properly do these online sites for their games. Like Mario Maker, or sorry, Mario Kart 8 was very bare bones. Um, Splatnet for Splatoon added some stuff that made a good secondary experience, and now they've gone one step further. Mario Maker is almost like a core part of the game, but you can access it from any device yeah. and just bookmark it for later. And then in the game, there's just a list that you go through. It's really cool. Yeah, before I forget, though, I was going to say before you went on your um, sorry on yeah. the on the stats, the stats thing, the the Gaza pyramids. Oh, well, on the whole Bowser thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really cool that they added that um, the fire. The fire breathing conqueror. Yeah, the fire breathing conqueror. It just um, <laughs> so it, seem, it seems like um, cause like a lot of levels like are the they try to recreate like those side shooter like playing the the side yeah. the side scrolling like shooting levels. Like a shump or whatever and, they're like, called. Yeah, and and the best they could do with like the fire flower. So they're just always shooting downward. So I thought it was cause, like oh Nintendo's pretty much giving these guys like a tool to shoot straight. Yeah. So now you actually have like a more proper like shooting game. You don't have to like kind of. I guess you're not forced to like stay up on the screen because you can right. shoot downward. And that's something I really like about how Nintendo's doing DLC is they're actively listening and seeing what the community is doing and responding because like they have yeah. that. Because I mean, that, that sounds like a direct answer to like that kind they of genre game because the like you literally can't. I mean, they have to create a brand new thing. Yeah, yeah. They they probably saw the popularity of stages like that because they are monitoring that stuff. And then like, I wouldn't be surprised if they add something to make music creation easier just because. Yeah, because of all the autoplay stages that do music. Yeah, like like I was saying, we're looking at the most popular stages a few days ago or a week ago, and right. um, they were still just like auto scrolling. Um, there were auto scrolling. I mean, auto playing games levels where the game plays itself. Yeah. Or the music ones, like those were like the top ten. So. Yeah, I think I think that. Uh, I think we're going to see that. Because, I mean, if you look at how they handle Smash DLC, there's a lot of, like, fan feedback. This, clearly, they're listening to fans. I think we will see a music stage, a music-making Mario yeah, paint like, I don't know what they could do, thing. but, I mean, Plus I it's they would do something. Yeah, and it'll sustain the game during that drought of early 2016. We have nothing until Star Fox on Wii U. So. Which only makes people's efforts in so creating music that much more Star Fox. impressive, <laughs> considering how much effort you have to put in. 
Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, okay. he Elvis over here was like doubting Star Fox. I mean, I don't know if it picked up on the mic, but I said nothing till Star Fox, and he's like, "So you mean nothing?" Like, period. <laughs> and I was like, "No, there's Star Fox. I'm hopeful they're gonna clean that game up." I liked it at E3. I'm hopeful it'll be even better now. Yeah, Granted, it had weird controls. But, but but you didn't sound like you played the world's greatest game, so it was not the world's greatest game, and oh, it doesn't necessarily have to be. It does not. It could be an eight out of ten, and it'll still be enjoyable. Yeah, I'm not ten. Or, I'm not game. ten out of ten or bust. It'll be like a six out of ten. We'll see on April twenty second, twenty sixteen. That's a very long day, time yeah. away to not have any games for you. But you know what? One game you could currently play while uh, wait, wait for it is Fast Racing Neo, which is coincidentally what I've been playing. It's not coincidence at all. Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, you guys have played it a little too. I know you, Angel, more than you, Elvis, have played it. Did a lap. But, Three oh wow! A whole whole race. Yep. Good job. Pretty much <laughs> the whole game. Well, no. <laughs> there's some. There's some depth. Sorta. There. I mean, as a as a fan of futuristic racers, I'm just gonna say that the fact that there has been F Zero in two generations has cut me deep, and there's a hole in my heart that Patrick Neo successfully fills. That's the end of my impressions. No, seriously, it's uh, <laughs> it's um, no, I it, it's interesting because the game like combines kind of a mix of like it's F Zero in some ways. Its ship design reminds me of like Wipeout. The way it controls and, feels reminds me more of Wipeout. Yeah, it's control. It's, it's handling's no a little more Wipeouty with no weapons. There's like there's no, only Wipeout has weapons. F Zero doesn't have. Weapons. No, no, no. I'm saying its handling's more Wipeouty, but no weapons. Oh. Like, yeah, fast racing I, I, I And on top of that, they threw an Ikaruga of all games, which is that uh, GameCube vertical shooter shump thing where it's all about switching between white and black bullets to match the, mm-hmm. like, match the opponent and kill them. It's kind of that, but with the polarity thing. So I guess that's core really is no different than those games, like a futuristic racing game. You're going around, like you said, you play three tracks, you're done. Like, you play three laps, you know how the game works. Yep. But it, it's... So far, I haven't heard anything that... That. No, I mean, that's all it really is, but, like, as you go through your game, you realize, oh my god, this game is fast. Like, it kind of nails, at least to me, that whole, like, blinking you're gonna crash gameplay that F-Zero GX did so well. Because the later tracks get very fast. It's not a joke that it says fast in its name. Like, it is very fast racing that is occurring in, ne- in, in Neo. I, I don't know, but it is, it's, it's a very quick game. Um, and I think that does sort of distinguish itself pretty well with the polarity thing like for those who haven't played it basically your ship can either be blue or orange like it has an aura around it and when you go on boost and the thrusters and all the lights on it all yeah exactly and when you go on like boost strips you have to match the color of that aura to the strip so if it's a blue strip you need to be a blue ship or else it'll actually slow you down significantly significantly so you have the like reflex based gameplay of f-zero with the slight mental game of making sure you're lined up so it's a little more than just Twitch gameplay. There's actually a little bit like, oh crap, blue's coming up, I gotta do it. Kind of like an F-Zero when you're trying to hear yourself on those strips. Yeah, the only difference is you have to make sure you have the right color, so it's like one. I don't know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like kind of, yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah, that's where they're borrowing it from. Because again, it's... Yeah, just the whole like like, trying to stay still because sometimes you're going really fast and you're like, oh no, I don't want to miss the the blue or the orange. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. It's kind of like, the game as a whole almost feels like it's like a cover, like a tribute band. Like if if F-Zero was a band, this is the tribute band. If that makes sense. Or like yeah. a cover artist or something. But it still distinguishes itself pretty much. I mean, if you really want to do F-Zero, there is hero mode in Fast Racing Neo where they replace the polarity thing with a shield that wears down. And it's literally just F-Zero. But that's like even harder. So, and the game does get pretty hard. Because, mm. uh, like for me, I like I like the polarity thing. It made it 
more than just a cover band of this era. It felt more than just a clone, but it didn't add so much that was. I mean, it's not groundbreaking. It's not changing your no, life, it, it, but it, it adds enough. Identity. Yeah, it, it gives it its own little identity. I mean, I'll say like with the exception of the trees, like the game looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, it um, for paper. Oh no, because the trees like they're flat. They're like paper. They look like. So it was our cousin. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, oh, no. I I like with I hate to the use trees, the game looks amazing. Wait, what? I think with the exception of the oh, trees, the game looks amazing. Okay. Yeah, I hate to say that, like, everyone's always like, oh, for an indie game, it looks good. But quite frankly, ignoring the tree thing. I didn't even use the word indie game. No, I know. I'm yeah. saying a lot of people say that. But quite frankly, it I'm just going to say it, game, period. Though. I think it's one of the best looking Wii U games. In one player. Period. In <laughs> one player. Now, there are some exceptions. Multiplayer, like you said, local multiplayer, the frame rate drops to 30 and they, things get more jaggy because they have to... Or no, frame rate's still at 60, but they have to make everything, everything drop in quality to match it. Yeah, the, yeah, the resolution literally almost goes to the sub point where it kind 1080. It was definitely bugging me, like... I don't know. Yeah, but it looks really good in single player. Um, there's some little tricks they obviously pull to make it work, like uh, the solar... When you're driving, there's like um, a solar... Like a lens flare on the screen it's very clearly just a translucent filter on top of like it's always the same one kind of just on top of it the trees are 2d if you look but when you're going super fast especially at the later tracks and you're and it's in 60 frames per second on both the tv and the gamepad i believe the blurring makes it look really cool and it has that motion blur in full effect and there's stuff going on in the background because they have like dragons flying around and you're going under a waterfall and it's doing water streaks on the screen as you're going under it and right after like when all that's happening at once it looks amazing. Like, it's definitely, to me, one of the best-looking Wii U games out there. Like, it looks amazing. And and actually, the track designs, as I did mention tracks, that's something that does uh, pretty well. Sometimes mimicking F-Zero, sometimes doing its own thing. But each, there's 16 tracks in total, which when you combine with the graphics and with the gameplay, like, all this for 15 bucks is an insanely good value. But there's 16 tracks in total, and each one is Even pretty... You downloaded the code right i mean the demo during yes the yeah it's like 12 bucks if you got the indies at home e3 program yeah. version yeah uh but yeah when you um what was i saying oh yeah 16 different tracks and it's they're all really well designed like one thing i noticed that kind of distinguished it from f-zero is there, it feels like there's more jumping going on maybe i'm just misremembering gx but it seems like you're in the air more in fast racing U than you are in f-zero especially there's like an, a space level where you're like literally flying through the air dodging asteroids and there's, like, uh, a lot... There's one where there's this giant robotic praying mantis thing, like, stomping around the course, and you are, like, jumping over, like, footbridges and stuff while trying to avoid him. Like, there's a lot more, I feel like, jumps. Not so much just, flo- like, flying through the air off a track, but, like, actually jumping up and over things. Sounds like, like you're doing around. stuff, like, more often. Because then yeah. there, like, there were, like, parts where you, like, quote-unquote, like, kind of fly, but there were literally just, like, giant jumps. Like, you're just still going from point A to point B. Yeah. And I guess you just control, like, how fast you want to fall, how... Well, you want to stay in the air, but definitely nothing like this. Like, we're actually, like, actively, like, avoiding things. Yes, or... it's a lot more dodging, which, mm-hmm. when you combine with the polarity system, you're, you're, it's a lot more of a... It's almost more of a thinking thinking man's game than F-Zero, <laughs> but in the loosest sense. But, no, the track design's really good. Like, the fact that they, they, like, pretty smartly put those dodges, they pretty smartly put those jumps. Every track is distinct. Every track has a different look. You're in a desert. You're in a city that looks like it could be um, Areopolis or whatever it's called from F-Zero. Like, it looks like the nighttime version of it. You're in space, you're in driving through a jungle, you're in a tundra, you're, it's all over the place, and it's really well-designed tracks. Um, the one thing I will say, though, is much like F-Zero, it gets really hard. In fact, it probably gets harder faster than GX, which, as someone who loves F-Zero GX and is used to the pain of losing at a very fast racing game, I could put up with it, I don't mind, but when you beat yeah. that first cup, 
or when you beat that first difficulty level, it's like quadru- it like it increases difficulty like tenfold. It's a huge jump. And it's it, like, oh, you thought you were good? Yeah, and it's like the first like thirteen times I lose a cup, I'm like, all right, that's fair. But by cup fourteen, I'm like, I guy tone this down just a smidge. And I mean, it it does. the The vehicles are ten and all, and they do help with that. Like you do, they are distinct in how they handle, which helps you find like kind of your vehicle that lets you do better. Like in my case, I've noticed that because I crash into things a lot, um, I do really well with high top acceleration or high uh, acceleration versus top speed. So I usually get like a really light one with really good acceleration, and I'll hit a wall, but I'll be back in action a second later. Um, so that's not so bad, but like, yeah, the difficulty is definitely there. Um, but yeah, it's really fun overall. Like, I can't stress that enough. And it comes with, like I said, for 15 bucks, you got a lot of stuff. You have all those courses. You have all those vehicles. You have the hero mode. You have a full online mode and a full local multiplayer, local player, multi, local multiplayer mode. The one catch and the one nitpick is that, uh, there are some issues, not huge ones, but room for improvement. For example, I think... Uh, it's weird that when you play friends online, it's very Splatoon-esque. When Splatoon first came out, you can only play by going into a lobby that already exists that your friend happens to be in. So he's already racing, in this case, nine other people, and if one drops out, you can jump in and do player ten. You cannot play a private lobby against a friend online. I'm hoping they fix that. So it's not horrible, but it's just kind of like a weird oversight or a weird last-minute design choice. So I'm hoping they add private lobbies. More significantly, the game crashes. Sometimes. I have luckily not had to. Has this happened to you? No. Like, for me, it, it froze on me twice. Once on a loading screen, which was weird. Because it was, like, it was loading, and the animation was still going for, like, five minutes, and then it just stopped animating. I'm like, well, I'm just going to unplug the Wii U. And the second time, luckily not during anything crucial, was, like, right after a race. And I was like, okay. So, <laughs> luckily it was, like, an early race, and it didn't matter. But uh, they are luckily doing a fix for this. In January, they're going to they're um, supposedly be releasing a stability update that also includes a mini-map so you can see where you are on the track, which you're going so fast I didn't even notice it wasn't there before now, but I guess it'd be nice to have. But who has time to look over at it when you have to like watch polarity and watch for items and go really fast and yeah, yeah. But they're adding that. They're adding online names over, like online tags. So they seem to be on top of it. They say it's selling uh, on the high end of their spe- expectations, like the highest number they thought it would sell. It has sold. So, yeah, that's super good, which makes me hopeful that there might be DLC down the road, which means more tracks, more vehicles. But as it stands, at 15 bucks, it's a good game. If you like F-Zero, buy this game. If you like Wipeout, buy this game. If you like racing games, buy this game. If you have a Wii U, buy this game. Done. Over. Those are my impressions. It's really good. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts, anything I didn't cover? Um, you covered everything pretty thoroughly. Yeah, yeah, I thought I, thought I might have. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just really, really like the game. I mean, I'm a sucker for futuristic racers, always have been. But like, Fast Racing Neo nails it. They do a really good job. And and again, I said this earlier, but like, for an indie game, it's good. But just as a video game, it's also equally good. Like, it's not like, oh, it's the best of the, the lesser guys. It's great. I mean, period. indie game production values have been, They've been going up they have. pretty steadily, like, in the last year. Like, it's almost hard to distinguish. Like, you could tell me, like, you could have told me this was a, a AAA game. And you would believe like, it. Yeah, I, I, I would have believed it. The only way you can tell it's not is little things like 2D trees. It's little things like um, the crash animations are somewhat basic, for lack of yeah. a better term. But honestly, that well, doesn't right, matter. But look at like, stuff I didn't even know until exactly. like, they're playing, like, based on trailers. Like, I mean, 
It's I mean, No Man's Sky is considered an indie game? Yes, it is. But that's well, Sony's funding it now, so I don't know what it is anymore. But oh, okay. it was an indie game at some it's point. Great game. Yeah, it, it looks very cool. It's like, the greatest game I've ever I, played. I wish it was somehow coming to Nintendo. It's every game that hasn't that has been out. Remember when we met the creator? Yep, got my poster signed. So did I. Even I don't have a PlayStation. Or any other system. Or any other system besides <laughs> Nintendo. But it's still, like, I can appreciate No Man's Sky looking really, 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 really cool. I like any indie game that's not a generic human walking behind a painted background. And, like, millions of indie games. The RT2D. Oh, oh, oh the RT2D. Oh, our old program. favorite, the puzzle platforming RT2D side scrollers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah it is nice. That's another thing. It's nice that. Uh, nothing, nothing against I don't remember when, like, the Nindies yeah. had, like, a trailer. They're like, yeah. Mostly all of them were like yeah, that. Yeah, we, oh yeah, it's uh, it's something that nice. That it's nice to see people breaking away from, and even the two D games that do exist are a new genre. I mean, like cool Steamroll they... Heist is like a side-scrolling strategy RPG, which is not like RTS. Yeah, exactly. Real-time yeah. strategy. And those were cool when yeah. they came out. Like, I remember when Braid first came out. Like, it was one of the first like RT two D side scrollers. Then everyone hopped on the bandwagon. Yeah, and that, that game was cool. But yeah. Now they're like all all look the same. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so if you need a good, or actually, game, they all look super extremely different, but they're all basically still the same. Right, right. They're all platformers, basically, or or Metroidvanias. Yeah. But but yeah. Uh, in in summary, if you if you need a good racing game or a good Wii U game, Fast Racing Neo, that's the one to get. And uh, in our final topic of 2015, this is our last podcast of 2015. Um, let's talk about our game of the year picks. So it's been an interesting year, I think, for Nintendo. I don't think it's been their strongest. I don't think it's been their weakest. It's just kind of been. They had good, they had highs, they had lows, they had a lot of in between. I feel like game of the year choices. Like last year, we did Wii U and 3DS separate Wii. This year, the, I don't think if it wasn't for, we can warrant doing them separately. Yeah, if, if it wasn't for Elvis, um, <laughs> if it wasn't for Elvis getting well. It wasn't for the fact that I knew I was to play Chibi Robo. I probably wouldn't have bought. I would probably just bought the Amiibo. Yeah, because you bought. What's the last 3DS game you bought? Nothing. That was it. That's the only in game 2015. Yeah, that was the only 3DS See, game I bought. Because I got Majora. I got Codename Steam. Oh, I got. Oh, Majora came out, but. It still counts. I got Majora. I got Codename Steam. I got Chibi. I, I guess got I forgot about Majora since it's Triforce like a remake, and I kind of forget that remakes exist. Right, and and to be fair, those games are good. Wait, which one else came? Out? Oh, Steam World. Yeah. Codename, uh, Codename Steam. Steam. Yeah, no, those games are great. Like, Majora's Mask is really cool. I've never played it before, so that was really fun. Um, uh, Codename Steam, once they put out that patch that sped up the battles, it's actually a pretty unique <laughs> game. And I and I kind of... the weird... Not enough to get me to play it all the way through, but... Well, well I never played on game all the way through. But the, the <laughs> 1950s combo... That's when, that, that, that's when you know a game is going to be amazing that everyone will worship play it. Like, like when like, I be a link between worlds. It's just so good that's and gripping. Diff- oh. That was a like when I be that a was link a diff- that, was, that was that was because of a bet though. Yeah. Yeah. No, but we just played it. It's that bad. It was Actually, extremely yeah. short and extremely easy. That's why. That's how I beat it. Not <laughs> yeah. why, but how. Uh, it doesn't no, make but it amazing. I really enjoyed that game. I, I really like. No, it. yeah, but it's Jose's take away from me. I know, if I know. you beat a game, that means it's amazing. That's Mario Galaxy Two. That game is pretty yeah. amazing, though. That's yeah. a, that's a, I'm waiting for the next game that's so gripping. Like, doesn't yeah, matter yeah. what the difficulty is, that like it just engages you so much that like it, it's like your Captain TV show. To- like, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. it'll come one day. It'll come one day. But what I was gonna say is like, just, Toad. I might come back to. I'm I'm like you love him so much. I feel like I'm on like the. It's you divided should, into books, right? You, you kind of should. I feel go, like I'm on like the third or the third. You kind of should go back to it now since there's like a lull in games. Yeah. Now, or honestly, like these next few months are a great time for me to catch up, which means I probably won't. Uh, no, I, I want to. But I was going to say that Codename Steam, like, that golden, that Silver Age of Comics vibe, 
like that 1950s comic book look has kind of grown on me and the battle system now that it's sped up is pretty good does that mean it's your but no no I'm just saying like 3DS had good games just none of them like felt I feel like I should try a... that game out like it's only it was, on, it, was Amazon, it was on Amazon for 14 bucks last week for, it, was, for 14, it was a lot cheaper if, very recently yes if anyone sees codename Steam for under 20 bucks I would recommend it it was but, I want to say it was like less than 10 bucks and Triforce Heroes as we talked about like a month ago on this very show is great when it works but the problem is you can't get the conditions right so all those are good games and I feel like overall game of the year like Mario Maker is close but the winner for me is Splatoon it just I I don't know it just it's Splatoon and it like can we give Splatoon its little trophy I mean yeah I wish we made like little uh, RNEs or something around Nintendo or (laughs) the RNEs Uh, the best Nintendo game yeah, well, for me, just game of the year Wait, in general because I only play Nintendo. Yeah. I know you guys have Nintendo picks and non-Nintendo picks, but for me, Splatoon. Well, it w- it could have been a, just a Nintendo pick had my favorite game of the year been a Nintendo game, but I guess it wasn't. Right. So I'm, more, right. I'm trying to be fair, but my favorite. You know, well, finish. Yeah. Oh, well, I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say why I like Splatoon, and then the floor is all your guys's. Uh, but yeah, for 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 me, <laughs> you guys, you use guys, use guys, uh, yours guys is. But yeah, for me, like if you told me that Nintendo would essentially do to online shooters what Mario Kart did for racing, I was I, if you told me that like two or three years ago, I don't know if I would believe you. And if you then told me that they not just do it, but they do it like with an entirely new intellectual property that goes like on to become this huge hit we talked about earlier, had sold a million in Japan already, which is a big milestone for Japan, I would believe you even less. And yet here we are. And one of the biz- biggest success stories from Nintendo in 2015, if not the biggest, is Splatoon, which is exactly everything I just thought would be possible. And I think I think I like it so much, and why, and why I think it's cool is not just because, like, is Nintendo's entry into a new genre or is a new IP or whatever, but it was like, it combined that so well, and then it did it in a way that's so Nintendo. Like, it's one thing to make your own shooter. It's one thing to make your own new game. But they did this, like, accessible shooter, where much like Mario Kart, you have items that like if you suck at racing doesn't matter you have an item and you could still win if you uh are playing splatoon and suck suck at shooters it doesn't matter because you can just paint the floor (laughs) and still be a very important part of the team like whatever nintendo has this way of doing things where they can like everyone gets a participation trophy not just everyone gets participation trophy but no matter what you're doing and no matter what your skill level you can still have fun and the thing about splatoon is like it just nails that so well that you, it's just like a casual, fun to play kind of breezy shooter. There's no like intensity, and it's very like Nintendo y because of it. Like, I, I, uh, like even if you want to get serious and really hone in and like be really strategic, and I'm gonna do this in Splatoon, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be like the best Splatoon player, they give you that ability. It has enough depth to pull it off, but it's also easy enough to get into that no matter what you want to do how you want to play when you want to play you can jump in like my thing with call of duty like i had i had black ops 2 for wii you wii u and i got it launched it's like great this is fun went back to a few months later one day around me like wow i suck compared to everyone splatoon i can go back now and i can still have the same amount of fun i had when i got it launched like whenever the next Splatfest happens i can jump in say i prefer calamari over, or no that's a bad example because that's the name of people I prefer ketchup over mustard and still like fight for the team for ketchup and do well and feel like I accomplished something and I wasn't just sucking like the fact that this game is able to do that while also providing some real depth is really cool to me I, I, I guess that's my sense but I have when they did water slide versus um, roller coaster that was the first time I played in like two months but I was like on it for like mm. three hours that day just like 
Which for me... Oh, three. Well, no, no, no. But my point is I never sit and do three hours. I know. That, 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 I yeah, usually do an hour here, an hour there. The fact that you like, went back. We're, we're agreeing yeah. with you that, that, that... Well, he was yeah. mocking you with his laughter. Because it's still but, funny. Yeah. Because in the grand scheme of things, that's... I mean, that's, that's still but I mean, three hours when you're playing the same two maps all the time because they want to oh, rotate yeah. every 90 minutes. Like, that's... Yeah. That's yeah. But... Because uh, that's the thing is the game's very bite-sized. Like, you play... they And I feel like they did this on purpose where it's like, oh, yeah, you get two maps and then, okay, you played for three matches, come back later sort of thing. Like, not very many people are there for the whole rotation. Pretty smart. It kind of keeps you from, like, getting used to... Like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. If you don't feel like they get... You get bored from only playing the two stages, so it's like you kind of get off. Yeah. So that you go on later, so like it kind of like just... Um, it's like they want you to get bored so that you don't get bored of it overall. And you know, honestly, that is something I think was a big part of why Splatoon works so well, is this idea of like you need to keep coming back, but we're not going to like overburden you. And I think that's how they made it so it's so easy, easily accessible. Because like, when the game first came out, when we talked about this in our episode before E3, one of our things was like, there's no private lobbies. There's only, like, six maps. There's nothing to do. Like, you play it, and you're done. There's no... We- there's, like, 20 weapons. Like, what... Now, if you look at it, end of the year, it's been six months since it... Seven months since it came out. They have tripled the number of maps with, you know, with once Prompt Hit and Anchovy come out. Uh, they have tripled the number of maps. They have tons of weapons. They have whole new categories of weapons. They put in the lobby system. They added... All these new outfits and costumes that could really make the your fighter your own, your squid your own, your inkling. And it almost feels like a totally different game, but the way they like ease people in was so smart because you're playing and it's like, oh hey, um, now we're gonna show you this new element in a map for the first time that we're rolling out in July, and oh look, verticality's now a thing, and oh look, here's this other new strategy you can learn. So for people who were there from day one, like us, it's really fun to get these updates and have this continual train of things, which I also think is one of the reasons it's my favorite game of the year because. Even when you tried to escape it, even when you're like, I'm over Splatoon, Nintendo would just be like, by the way, we invented paint buckets now. Oh, by the way, um, you're now finding a game developer's office in Anchovy. Enjoy. Like, they just kept pumping things out that were, like, different and new and kept it fresh, no pun intended. They made managed to have it stay fresh. So it's just that is so new for Nintendo. You can buy it with the new IP and you can buy it with the, like, entire new genre for them that just felt like everything about it just felt really, like, new and different and it was un-Nintendo, but at the same time, it was so Nintendo. Well, your explanation not yeah. only sounds like why, not only explains like why you want, like, would you chose it as game of the year, but why, like, it kind of just deserves to be, like, like the game Yeah, of it's the just year. so different for Nintendo. Like, it's, it's just, like, 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 this game, like, just did a good job. Just it just did just a, re- a game. It did really good, yeah, it did a really good job of Nintendo saying out to do something different, and even cooler, this is the first game from their younger developers that they're trying to, like, be- have become the next generation, and it worked, and it worked in spades, and the one thing I'm bummed about is they're ending the DLC in Jan- at the end of January with no plans for further DLC or paid DLC. They said that to uh, Game Informer in an interview recently, the developers. They're still going to do Splatfest. So that's cool. That'll get me to keep going back and other people. But we're, we're kind of at the end of the ride soon. But for 2015, and this is why... Are they already, like, January the last... Yeah, the DLC. end of... Well, what they said is they're only announcing DLC through January. And now they're mm. saying DLC is ending in January. And they have no plans for paid or free DLC after that. So, like as a game, thing. as a 2015, right, as a, I bet you it's going to be like an NX launch title, as a 2015, like, game of the year, this game literally lasted all of, from its launch to the end of 2015, like, it was 2015 in a nutshell, and I, I, I just thought it was really cool, and also, I just need to mention the, um, that 90s super vibrant, like, vibe, again, like everything else, it felt very Nintendo, but it felt nothing like Nintendo, what Nintendo's done before, there's no doubt in my mind, you could put an inkling next to Mario, and people would be like, yeah, it's the same company, but... They are also so totally different, and like this whole like fashion forward thing that they have going on in Splatoon is 
it's very much like the other collectible things Nintendo does in their other games or the other like hooks. But it's like nothing they've done. They, I guess, style savvy comes close, but not even. So it's, yeah, I'm I'm very happy with Splatoon. Very happy. So that's my pick for game of the year across all of Nintendo. Good choice. Good across choice. everything. What about you guys? Where do you guys stand? I don't know if I can follow a, a, a gushingly back. Sorry, sorry. I just, <laughs> I just think it was so cool that Nintendo pulled this off. I'd just be like, my game is this, that's it. But I mean, but I mean <laughs> like, why you like it? You gotta like it for some reason. I had more fun playing it than Splatoon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's totally, that's totally know, yeah. a legit thing. I know. It's uh, just for me, it's someone that's been, you know, fine. I don't know. My, 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 my choices are kind of weird. It's more like, because like, one of them is like not even finished yet. Um, but, not finished yet. Okay. Well, well, we'll start with Nintendo and then branch out. Yeah, the Nintendo one, I would, I would definitely have to say Rumble. Like, that game, like, I just had the most fun playing this year of games that came out this year. I actually forgot when it came this year. But, I don't know, I, re- I really, really like it. It is a really good game. I like how, <laughs> like, it's so simple, yet complex at the same time. Like, it kind of... It kind of brings out like, something that you said about Splatoon, how, like, it's so, like... It's so it, It's so casual... Yeah, like, you, there's, like, little strategy that you could develop. Like, it could get mm-hmm. really competitive, but you mm-hmm. could still play it with people that, like, like don't even play video games often. Like, I don't know. It's just really, really, really like it. It captured that... Nin- I mean, not to not to piggyback on yours, but it does capture that same Nintendo well, essence that I was talking about as well, too. Just without Nintendo themselves. Never before it. have I had so many options of orange characters. That's true. Man, you're, this episode's for you. I mean, three million Bowsers, <laughs> orange characters everywhere. Like, this is a custom-made angel episode. Yeah, and then, I mean, I don't know, it's just a really, really fun game. I love how, like, there's so many, like, ways to play, like, controls-wise. Mm-hmm. It's a whole bunch of different modes. It's just really fun. Online play is great. I mean, it got a little glitchy, but, I mean, glitchy, um, stuttery, like, the stutteriness. Very flaggy. But, I, I don't know, I've tried porting it to the, to the console from the hard drive. Like, yeah. Not porting it, transferring it, and I don't think it really fixed the the stutteriness. But well, that's something I think they said they're gonna fix with a yeah. bug fix eventually. Well, other than that, yeah, like I, that was definitely my favorite Nintendo game of this year. Um, oh, one 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 thing. Well, I mean, uh, um, I just gotta say about that. You also have the advantage of you're like the multiplayer house. Like when our friends get together. Probably that. Like my, my one of my favorite games would be like a multiplayer game. Like, yeah. And that just. And Splatoon almost the foil to that doesn't like, have any local multiplayer. Otherwise, never the played Rumble. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, I'd just say like, oh, Smash Bros. again, because I'd probably right. play that game more this year. Than and with so much DLC, it's almost like a new game. Yeah, the DLC but, kind of helps. Yeah, but okay. What's your overall pick? So if that was your Nintendo pick, what's your like ultimate? This is my favorite. Well, I don't know. Game? I mean, like I'm three quarters of the way done. With if you're returning, and I really, really like that Dude, game. Dude, that game, it's, I just love the concept. Like, For those who don't know, you should like, 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 the more I've been playing into it, like, I don't know, it's just so cool, like, how how much it sets itself apart from Ace Attorney, mm-hmm. but it's still very much like an Ace Attorney game. Like, it, it has, like, the, the investigation mode, it has the courtroom modes, it has the, the wacky characters with a bunch of random personalities, but it also kind of, like, approaches things a little differently. It almost kind of, like, streamlines some things from the Ace Attorney games that the attorney games themselves like haven't really fixed mm-hmm. and they also kind of like knowingly well like they kind of point out some i guess flaws with ace attorney and then they kind of like correct them themselves like like something small kind of like the whole like when you're doing a witness testimony like the character doesn't like kind of repeat them like in ace attorney you're pretty much having the character doing the testimony like talking in phrases like oh am i gonna do this phrase or this phrase or this phrase but right. On their mode, they're like, oh, we have a stenographer that's writing everything down. Just look at the piece of paper with everything they said. And then you pretty much, like, have, like, the sections you could select to mm-hmm. put, like, show your evidence. And also just, um, 
the oh uh, they they've done a pretty good job so far of like not having not like um double dipping like I mean after playing so many Ace Attorney games you think like we've seen like every way that someone could get murdered or like any kind of twist involving just like, to just to throw a wrench into that there are. The show Law and Order, which is all about murder, was on TV for 22 seasons, and I don't think they repeated very many deaths. So you'd be surprised how many ways you could kill a man, or in this case, a bird. Right? Isn't it a bird? It, 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 your game, Aviator. Well, it's, it's the BoJack world. Like, uh, so humanoid animal or uh, anthropomorphic animals. They the only animal esque part about <laughs> them is their head. Everything else is like human body. Oh, they have human hands. Hmm. And That's stuff. creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's kind of... Like, you're saying. They, they're also funny, but, um... I don't know, it was a really cool twist. Like, like pretty much after the first chapter, like, I was already, like, really engaged in it, and then the second chapter just, like, develops the character for... Oh, it's really cool. Like, I really like the character. <laughs> I just really... I really like, um, J.J. Falcon and Sparrow Sun. They're, they're pretty fun. But they're the... J.J. Falcon? J.J. Falcon. Jet plane. Yeah. That's probably where the J.J. part came from, because he flies. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how much? It's on Steam, right? It's for PC and Mac. Um, yeah, PC and Mac. How much? Um, fourteen, twelve. Well, I think it's on sale right now for a while. It's for twelve, and actually, I think it's a little cheaper. I think I got it for twelve because I got the soundtrack with it, mm. and which is also kind of nice. It's all like classical music, even. Right. Like, it, well, it's set in France, isn't it? Yeah, and so and the whole and, and and the entire art style is like. I don't know, like something you would find like in someone's sketchbook if they're trying to sketch out like realistic looking animals. Right. But yeah, it's, it's it's a great game. It sounds pretty cool, and like I, it sounds right for you, because you and love those sort of like basically interactive novels. And from what I could tell, like the chapter I'm on, um, it's the second last chapter, but the last chapter is extremely short. Like, like a like compared to like the chapter that I'm on, which is like the longest, longest yeah. one. But they're like adding in other chapters later for free, like to. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so, like, to beef up, they're splatooning it. They're adding more content for free to fill out the game at a later time. Yep. The only thing that, if anything, if, like, I don't know, I'm having a hard time remembering the names of the not main characters because they have such extravagant, long, Frenchy names. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, the Countess of Mar- like a really long name. Right, right. Like, I have to look at the, just like Ace Attorney, they have like a little notebook where they keep track of all the characters you meet. Yeah. And I have to look at that so often because I forget like everyone's <laughs> name because right. they're so long. I just kind of wish they named them after French restaurants, like uh, or like French-named restaurants. I mean, like, they all here's could... Abba Pond over there's the Pan Quotidian and like all these like bakeries I mean for all I know they could be named after <laughs> who knows what yeah. yeah yeah. that sounds like a cool game though it sounds so up your alley I can see how yeah, it was it's just a love tech... at first click I mean it's a text adventure like right yeah I saw one typo which was kind of like kind of threw me off a little but yeah. Ace Attorney has like this well that can't be a game of the year if there's a typo I mean I mean, send it back send back the <laughs> digital copy <laughs> just email it to him the exe file you could argue it's a reference to all the Ace Attorney games that's true there are a lot of typos yeah, they have notorious typos yeah what about you, Elvis? What are your Nintendo um, and not? Since I know you're more of a PlayStation guy these days. Oh, well, it's not my fault. No, Nintendo's fault. I, I'm not blaming <laughs> you. I'm just saying I know you are. Um, for non-Nintendo, oh, I, I guess I would say Arkham Knight rather than Metal Gear, which is like close second. <laughs> but yeah. Any, <laughs> any reason? No. All the DLC is really fun. There's a bunch of costumes for everyone. I wouldn't mind playing it a third time, cause just to see everyone in their different costumes. Right. But yeah, there's a bunch of Batmobiles. There's a lot of references to like to the 2016 movie, the Batman vs Superman Batmobile. There's like little comments. It says, "Do you speed? You will." Instead of I get it. I get. Wait, is it that was DLC, right? Yeah. Okay. 
Like, if that's in the main game, that's insane that they snuck that in there. Yeah, and then, like, for... What was another Batman <laughs> one? Oh, yeah, and then, like, for the Nolan... Oh, then controlling Nolan Batman is just really fun. Even though it's just... Finally, you can appreciate the I mean, Nolan Batman. That's the only able, way I could appreciate it. We friends were able to play Arkham City and Arkham Origins, but I'm assuming this one, like, kind of, like, blows those out of the water. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think the, the yeah. scale is, must be much huger. Yeah, I mean, much bigger. Like, it was their last game, so... Yeah. Right, because this... I mean, you're, you're on the PS4, so I imagine it's just, like, the, no, the yeah, draw yeah. distance when you're on top of a building must be nuts. Oh, yeah. And then, like, the, the little comment for the Nolan Batman is, like, I'm not wearing hockey pads, like, in the movie. I, I like how, how they're going with the funny stuff. Nice touch. Yeah, so what, what's cool. the premise of this Batman? Like, of this game, Arkham Knight. What's going... Like, what's what's happening this time? Why? Uh, Scarecrow's the main villain, essentially. Oh, okay. And he's gonna release toxin in the whole place, or the whole Gotham. So it's Batman Begins. Oh, and then he gets, I mean, there's little Joker involved. That's because he got Joker I mean, toxin gas in him. So, I mean, I guess Mark Hamill still got so much for retiring Joker. Hey, I mean, he was at the Game Awards for Joker. <laughs> yeah. So, I know. Got... Did you say Batman Origins? No, Arkham. No, wait, no, wait, he was talking about the plot. Something about Scarecrow gas out of Gotham. Yeah, but then he says something about Joker. Right? I mean, yeah, I mean, he was saying, Mark, he was saying about Mark Hamill. I, I didn't see Joker. Batman Origins, so I don't know. No, wait, what? I don't know no, no, he's talking about... Wait, no, 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 separate thoughts. I said Batman Begins because that's the plot of yeah, the Scarecrow right, thing. Begins. And then he was saying something about Joker's involved so much for Mark Hamill retiring or whatever you said. And I was like, he was mm-hmm. at the Game so Awards. So much for retiring. For, yeah, so much for retiring. I was like, yeah, he was at the Game Awards for that yeah, role so, and I, was, I, was, I was asking you about your first comment. Oh, I thought you were asking about the second comment. Yeah, yeah, uh, Batman Begins is about Joker trying to poison the whole city through the, <laughs> through the like... Uh, yeah. Scarecrow? Yeah, thank you, Scarecrow. <laughs> wow, this, this podcast is falling apart. Um, what about Nintendo, though? Uh, definitely, I guess, my newest game that I bought was Steam World Heist. What's the battle What are our newest games? Or? Yeah. It's a real-time strategy game by Image and Form. People. <laughs> I mean, yes, people made it at a company called Image and Form, correct? I was wondering, what the, the, the only other game they made was SteamWorld. Steam, uh, they made SteamWorld Dig, and they made SteamWorld. What's SteamWorld? <laughs> SteamWorld, I think, was like a smartphone game. I don't remember it, honestly. But, so Heist is a real-time strategy game, right? Yeah, I wonder what other stuff was made. Oh, that's a good question. Oh, what's, what's up? It would be a good idea, actually. No, I was explaining it right now. No, <laughs> I was gonna say we do need a game to share deep impressions of next episode. Well, there's a bunch of robots, a bunch oh, of different stats. <laughs> See, here's here's a little thing for the listeners. When we have these episodes, we make banners for the episodes put on the website. Everyone knows, right? And when we have a game like Steamworld Heist that we can talk about, I can just splash some artwork on there. When we have no game, like no <laughs> SteamWorld Heist we've talked about right now, I have to get creative. And in 2016, my resolution is to not be creative. So, not really. You can talk about what you want. But we could also say that it's up to you. It could be a cliffhanger for two weeks from now. Well, the mechanics are pretty cool. You okay. could run. <laughs> yeah, that's that. <laughs> um, no. What about Yoshi Woi World? I like How it. was that? I mean, it's a fun game. Okay. Yeah, For some reason, I thought yeah, that'd be higher on your list. I don't know why. Yeah, it's, it's really cute. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> Any favorite Nintendo memories of the year? Like Because we went to a lot of games. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I cut you off. See, wow. I did that. See how I expertly did that? We're going to save it for two weeks from now. We need some sort of cliffhanger <laughs> to get people to come back. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure someone, somehow someone at Image and Form heard this podcast and was just like, you were about to promote us. Where are you going? But I mean, they're still getting promoted. That's true. It, yeah, I've heard very good things about it. It was fun at E3 when Jose or Angel and I tried it. But 
a favorite Nintendo because we've done a lot of Nintendo stuff this year. Um, you have too because of Kinda like anything jump out as like a really cool like Nintendo experience. Um, when I got the Bowser badge at the Bowser at the Badge Center with two with two um, hammer wax. They always told me I could do it, but I did <laughs> all right. It. And, and and how about you? That was a really hard one to get. I'm sure it was. <laughs> it sounds so condescending. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was quite difficult, Angel. Uh, but wow. you did it. High five. No, I'm, I'm just giving you a hard time. What, what I just need time to think of one, but that was, I, 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 I was happy about that. The one that, what about you? I mean, ConCon, anything like that. Actually, ConCon series was kind of weird for I me. Mean, they just the, had demos. I mean, the Amiibo tournament thing was kind of cool. I mean, that was fun. The one that jumps out at me was going to Nintendo World Champion. I mean, the closest Nintendo related thing is like a really hot Nintendo rep to talk to every year. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, Actually, the the, the, <laughs> the Nintendo World Championships were pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't think we were prototypical gaming nerds, but I guess we are. <laughs> anyway, um, she just happens to be a Nintendo rep. Man, I see every year. Right. It is kind of cool that they actually have like a good employee retention rate, and you can actually like see these guys year after year after year. But you're gonna say something. The Nintendo World Championship was a cool experience. Yeah, to be there. Yeah. But I mean, as far as like. Get into my memory, like it's kind of say probably boiled down to like a game Badger. I played or something Badger. related. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think like in terms of, like an oh, Nintendo... uh, I-, I guess seeing a really giant Bowser plushie that I almost bought at Anime Expo, but I didn't for some reason. <laughs> my favorite memory was when I was gonna get a thing and I didn't. Great, yeah. great. I was gonna say that. Oh, I guess when they announced uh, when Bandai and Figure Art, not Figure Art, Tamashi Nation announced a Bowser figure that was opposable to the Mario one, but then it turned out he was smaller. It was pretty small. So that was Why are all your best moments disappointments? I don't understand. <laughs> no? Um, yeah. I, I, like, I, I almost got Bowser, but I didn't. I almost got this figurine, but he was too small. What? Is there any... The badge. Okay. The, with your two hammers. Yeah, okay. Uh, I was, For me, I was going to say... Oh, I'll, I guess all the Smash Directs or all the... Those were fun. So those are cool the watch. hype cycle of Smash Directs. Yeah, the, the, the hype cycle was... Even when we were standing in line Good. for it, kind of tied into mine, when we were staying in line for the Nintendo World Championship at 7 <laughs> in the morning, and everyone in line is freaking out because they announced Ryu... Even though it was sort of leaked, half the people didn't know. Oh, they're getting a buff in the latest Smash Brothers patch? That was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, oh, when Diddy Kong, like, got nerfed, that was great. But, um, no, I was going to say, it was kind of... It, it was, it's pretty significant, but... Okay, sorry. No, I was going to say that um, it was fun staying in line and having everyone freak out about Smash and then having like all those Nintendo people like Eric and JC and whatever the th- I forgot who the third guy with them was but when they were walking the line like as the direct was happening they are like watch- these Nintendo guys that work at the Treehouse were like watching us freak out about their game like, that, that was kind of fun. You know, you know a more legitimate one? Uh, it's going to be less legit I can already tell. I-, I was really excited to find out the biggest e- exact- exactly what the the Bowser shirt you got me from Nintendo World was. I'll take that. That is a hundred percent fair, exciting. And then when moment. I saw what it was, it was actually really cool. Yeah, they're all Bowser uh, related. Yeah, I, I, you know what? Your guys' best Nintendo moment definitely is when I got you Nintendo World shirts, both of you. I'm just speaking. Well, are you just defending with all this week? Yeah, I am. Wait, I thought you said that was your favorite. No, no, mine, no mine's my own selfish. No, mine's thing, a hot chick. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine. Um, I think mine is probably E3 week as a whole because this was the first week. Friend. What? It's no, my little friend. Oh, yes. E3 week as a whole was really fun. Because, like, we got to do the Nintendo World Championship, which... Um, I said there was no mall for, for us to go to. That was close. There, yeah, the nearest one was Thousand Oaks. was kind of a bummer. We always cover it every year, and this year we kind of the holiday mall. Sorry. But, the, but E3 week was fun because, like, the Nintendo World Championship was cool because, like, first of all, everyone from Nintendo was there. Miyamoto was there on stage. Like, it was cool to see him. Um, 
they had like different Nintendo people there. They had the, the tournament itself, which was kind of fun to watch. And then they like trolled us with the Battle Ball thing that ended up being Smash Bros. Fe- or sorry, Metroid Prime Federation Force. And like, because we were sitting there, it's gonna come out later. <laughs> my guess, second half of 2016, gonna look totally different. That's my guess. Jokes but, um, on you, it's the worst game. <laughs> it, we'll see. I hope not, because I do like Metroid Prime and I do like Hunters a lot, and this seems a lot like a Hunters sequel of sorts. But, um,. But it's kind of funny, like, we're sitting there, and both of us are like, this looks like Metroid Prime, and then the next day, they're like, hey, remember that game we showed you? It's Metroid Prime! <laughs> but, uh, so that was really fun, and then, like, we gotta do the indie event a couple nights like, later. Like, I just think they're trying to make their own, um, that, that one game with the ball and the little cars. Rocket. Uh, Rocket League? Rocket League. Except without the cars, and you have to shoot But what's the ball. weird is they were, like, announced at nearly the same time, but we're totally, or not, Rocket League, I think, was, like, a week old at that point, or two weeks old. It came out at the beginning of summer. The game looks really cool. Rocket League looks really I want to come to Wii U. I only played it once. It yeah. Fun. It's, yeah, my, my boss, this is a second it's name okay. drop on my boss, he uh, he was raving about it at work. But anyway, I just say like... I like watching videos of people doing... Yeah, like doing crazy shots and actually getting them in. Yeah, I think we saw a video like, supposedly what was the two best players and at first I could look like one guy was clearly better, but towards the end like, they were both just like doing really cool yeah, stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a cool game. But, um... Okay. What was I saying? Oh yeah, E3 week. I was gonna say the indie thing we went to was also kind of cool. We gotta like meet a bunch of developers. And play oh, their games early. Something. You were at school, so yes, you did. We no, went. I mean like, is it was your one most favorite thing? No, I was saying E3 week, like as a whole, because oh. that's the first time we got experience. Usually we go to the Nintendo. That was really cool. Thing. There was a lot of VR things to try. A lot yeah, of there's Nintendo VR things to try. We got to try a bunch, and we played Steam World Heist and talked to the guy that runs Imagine Form. Yeah, we played Fast Jewel. Mania. You hung out with Jewels of uh, Reggae Kin. That was really cool. Yeah, it was it was really fun. And then to top then, that all off, I find out that like literally that day that the next. Oh yeah, the Typo Man guys. We still need to... Oh, we did talk about that game. How big right. is Image Inform? Uh, they're a decent size. They're like, I think, 16, 20 people. Which mm-hmm. for an indie is not bad. Uh, for an indie. But, uh, and then like, the <laughs> ne- literally that day, I find out that the next day, I am, for the first time in my life, going to E3. Which has been like, my childhood, like, Mecca. Like, that was my goal. And I have been. Uh, so it was really cool to actually be in E3. And like, you're walking around Nintendo's booth, and there goes like, Reggie. And there goes Miyamoto. And there goes like, all these people. It's just like, oh, I can... They're not walking together. <laughs> Well, they all have different means to go to and stuff. I mean, and they, they have to run across the show booth. floor. And then you, no, 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 just across <laughs> right the booth. Other? Just across. No, no. <laughs> right, I was taking you in. I was, <laughs> I was condensing it down for dramatic effect. And then like Steven Spielberg is there randomly, and Martin Luigi are dancing to Just Dance. And it's like what? But it was, it, yeah, it was really cool. And I'm happy to report that Ram Nintendo will have boots on the ground at E3 2016. I just got confirmed. Not through the site, but through other means to uh, be at E3. So we will be bringing you guys coverage in 2016. I'm doing the long, the wrong line of work, so I'm not gonna. Yeah, go. being a teacher doesn't really, or a computer lab guy doesn't really get you E3. I didn't think my job would get me E3 either, but I was just like, I'm gonna try it, and then I got E3. I would tell you to do it. And I know, and do. I never did. I I could have gone two years in the past, legit more legitimately than I did, but oh well. Uh, but anyway, um, so yeah, that that week was just like crazy. That was like I think it was like four straight days of just like insane insane Nintendo goodness and like I don't think I'm ever gonna top that ever it was, it was really cool so well maybe you yeah. won't have to go as Adam anymore or whatever his name uh, is Andrew. Andrew I was Andrew at E3 that was <laughs> yeah now I can be Jason which is my real name you know my parents actually considered naming me Andrew instead of Jason at one point well it was like <laughs> Andrew or Jason Andrew or Jason then they went with Jason Random so it's a good thing you yeah so it could have been Andrew you could have had a friend legit. named Andrew too yeah, that would have been weird if we were both an Andrew. One of us would have probably gone by Drew. Anyway, that brings this episode you to a close. You would have been associated with a fat guy. What? Drew Carey. Oh. He's thin now. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, that brings this episode to a close. <laughs> that, that brings this episode to a close. Um, before we go, though, 
we do have some belated holiday surprises for all of you. Um, as regular listeners may know or may recall from last episode, we gave away a $35 eShop gift card to one of you out there who shared a favorite Nintendo holiday memory. Well, turns out that the person who won the $35 gift card chose to pass on it and then also gifted us an additional $20 eShop gift card code to give out to you guys because this guy, it turns out, is a Nintendo representative. So, first of all, thank you so much for giving us both the 35 to give someone else and an additional 20 That's super awesome. So, two of you who have entered in the contest that we did last, that we announced last ep- the winner of last episode, two of you are going to get an email from us. We're not going to say who. It's just going to be a surprise. So, everyone check your inbox this week. And two of you are going to get a little end-of-year surprise from us. One's going to get 35 one's going to get 20 And hopefully you guys put that to good use. In addition to that... You could buy um, Steam World Heist. You could buy Steam World Heist. You could buy Fast Racing Neo. If you have the $35 yeah. one, you can actually get both. Oh. Yeah. One lucky uh, kid. Exactly. Yep. Um, so keep an eye on your inbox. And, and again, I, I, I've said this to Nintendo rep directly in email, but just publicly, thank you for doing that. That's really awesome of you to not just pass it but also give us even more to give away it's really cool yeah. uh and secondly that the prizes aren't stopping there because secondly another thank you but goes wait there no literally but wait there's more because another separate gift has been given to us by longtime listener john p uh he went ahead and gave us some um eShop game download codes for specific games uh we have four of them to give away i'm not gonna say the games because we're gonna keep it a bit of a surprise to kick off the new year so first of all Thank you, John, for doing that. That is also equally awesome of you to just send these our way to pass out to everyone. So super cool of you. Um, so what we're going to do, for those who aren't John and didn't give us the code and want to win the code, uh, follow us on Twitter at Ram Nintendo because starting January 2nd, we're going to kick off the new year with some free games for you guys. So on January 2nd, there, we'll, you'll start seeing specially designated tweets, and all you need to do is retweet the tweet, and you'll be entered to win, and we will choose run one retweeter at random for each game, and they'll, you know, be, we'll go through, like, one at a time, so just follow us on Twitter so you don't miss it, and we'll have all these games give away, and keep following us, because after these games, we have other contests planned for 2016, so, it just pays to follow us, is the point, you're gonna get free stuff, or the chance at free stuff, and you get to listen to us every two weeks, which means you should also subscribe to us on iTunes to make sure you don't miss out on listening to us every two weeks, because we'll be back next episode with those Steam World Heist impressions. That I forced you not to say. Um, we'll have the latest news. We'll have a look at what we think's gonna happen, like kind of predictions for twenty sixteen, and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So we're gonna be back on January tenth, which is our next episode. We'll be back to our usual Sunday schedule after every other Sunday after it's like the latest episode. Um, if you want to hear what we have to say about things and in- the games individually or just life, I'm JSR Seven on Twitter. Angel is Wero W E I R O underscore O. Uh, Elvis is Drake Redcrest, which is how it sounds. Those names are also Angel and Elvis's Neverse handles. You can find me at Jason R. And we'll be back January 10th. So um, thanks for a great 2015, everyone. And have a happy new year. And we'll see you in 2016.